What's happening, people? Thank you very much for downloading and pressing play on season two, episode number five of the Over the Hill podcast. This one is the Christmas special with my very good friend, the one and only Mr. Greg Brazil. This one was basically two mates catching up and reminiscing via the medium of Zoom and having a right laugh along the way. We recorded this directly after the finale of the Formula One season. So we get into that and our thoughts on that and the immediate aftermath. And we had a wicked conversation later in the podcast about our favourite Christmas movies, the quintessential items that need to be on your Christmas dinner, and also some of our favourite Christmas songs and Christmas memories as well. So tune into this one if you're feeling a bit Christmassy. We also get into a load of chat about music and the house music scene and some of the stuff we've done over the years. Great episode this one. Guys, don't forget to follow, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff, whatever platform you're on. YouTube, iTunes, Google, whatever it is. Make sure you're following and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Get in touch with the show, the Over the Hill Podcast at gmail.com. Come and say hello. Get in touch for 2022. And yeah, thank you all very much for making it a wicked first year on the podcast for 2021. Without further ado, season two, episode five, the Christmas special with my very good friend, the one and only Mr. Greg Brazil. sending me things it should stand it shouldn't stand and people like going, going wild and like I said to you I'm watching it on in French so I don't know what's going on the only thing in English is when they're coming over the radio and I like blinked and all of a sudden Verstappen's like on his wing you know what I mean and I'm like what the fuck's going on what's going on here yeah, I was watching it on a treadmill and my heart rate went from like 145 to 160. <laughs> <laughs> my, honestly, mine was like, oh, that was like, what's going on? And then and then when he nearly got him under DRS, I was like, he's going to take him, he's going to take him, he's going to get it back. And even though they've like, whatever they've done, he's going to get him back. And then he did it. And my heart was racing. I was like, what's yeah. going on here? So, which is good, which is good. But my, a, pal of mine, a pal of mine sent me a thing. He said, it's like, it's like you're in the Champions League final. Your team's winning 10-0. And all of a sudden, the ref goes, next goal wins. Yeah. And then like, like, takes half your players off, you know? And like, it's like, you just cut. It just didn't make that. It didn't make sense. That's literally what it is. It was a case of next goal wins. It's fucking. But like, the thing is, is they said, so first of all, they said at the start of the safety car, yeah, no, the, the, you know, the, the lapped cars are going to have to stay where they are. We're not letting anyone go past. They said that to Mercedes. Like, I listened to them say it. So they, yeah, yeah. so they turned around to Hamilton and went, no, don't worry about coming in. It's fine. You might have one lap of racing, but Vettel's going to be behind four other cars that are lapped. So he ain't going to get through all of them and you on the last lap. It's just not going to happen. Like, yeah, math, yeah. like just mathematically, it's just not possible. Um, and he was like, oh, right, so I, so I, heard, I heard that because I thought, why is he not going? Why is he not going in to get, get fresh tyres? And then they, and he didn't even realise why they, why they cancelled the box. And I was thinking, like, what's going? And then when they explained it, they're like, "Yeah, you, you probably won't even it's, race. Probably isn't even going to start by the time they sort of thing out. Chill." You know, you could tell all of a sudden he'd gone from like he'd gone from like cool and calm to like, "What's going on? What's going on? Why didn't you bring me in? What's like my tires are done? Like, what's you know?" And it's just it's turned it up. But the first thing I sent to in a group was like, "This is gonna there's going to be a stewards after this." Yeah, no, there is. They're doing it now. They've taken lawyers in there apparently and everything. So yeah, like, of course, yeah. Red Bull have gone in there to argue, but it's not really Red Bull's argument. Red Bull didn't do anything wrong. 
they just they just done what like their advantage was. All right, cool. Like because Christian Horner was saying, I don't know if you heard the bit where he was talking. I oh, know he was talking on Sky, so you probably didn't hear it. But during the race, last ten laps, he was going, "We need a miracle. We just haven't got the yeah, pace yeah. to catch the Mercedes." They were like, "Look, you know, Verstappen's going to be pushing all the way to the end, but we're not quick enough today. Simple as that." And then all yeah. of a sudden, it changed. So they knew that they weren't going to yeah. win. But obviously, like you know, they've got they've got a race as they race, but the, it's it's down to the FIA, and they've been inconsistent all fucking season, bro. It's like one one minute like the rules are benefiting Lewis, and the next minute they're benefiting Max, and they're changing them to suit. It's like just have one set of fucking rules. Like, we're well, changing the rules every other week for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's always the way, and then you always get someone come out like you know they told uh they told Toto Wolf at the end there. They said, look, it's just racing, yeah. you know, it's just racing. But it ain't like racing was. Like, you know, ha- this, like, there, there was a, there's a debate. One of the groups I'm in, there's a debate, like, who's, because everyone now, I think most people now don't dislike Lewis Hamilton, you know, he's got on his high horse and everything else, you know, but yeah. just as a dry, as a driver, you can't take anything away from him as a driver. He's just, he's different, he's different gravy. And today he was on slower tyres, you know what I mean? Second on the grid, racing on a track where inherently, like, putting the man on pole wins. You know what I mean? And he's just, and all of a sudden he's, he, he's, 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 he's gapping him. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just, it, it was his race to lose. Yeah. And he still weren't losing it after everything. You know what I mean? And he was still going to go to the, he was like, he was going to go to the end on the, on a one stop. And, and I think they, they tried to make it, I don't know if, if that's what they've tried to do, make it exciting. I think even there's, I've seen tweets on from drivers, you know, I think Gerard Russell was going, yeah, George Russell saying, tweeted like, about it saying, you can't, Gerard you cannot Russell. do that on the last, <laughs> fucking Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah. I've just been, I, I, I've can't, just been working. I can't do that on the last lap there. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been working for a guy called Gerard Russell. So it's like, just confused, you know, just mixed up with the two names, but yeah. So yeah, speaking of which, um, it's, it's like an unofficial start to the podcast. We've been waffling about F1. So, we're going to put this yeah. one out. This is the Christmas special of the yeah, podcast. Um, and I'm going to put this out just before Christmas. But for anyone who's listening, wonder why we're talking about the F1 is because we're feel- we're recording this on the 12th um, after we've just finished watching um, what was the craziest end to the Formula One season. So for anyone who's tuned into this thinking, why are these cunts still going, What's going on a week later? Um, and who's Gerard Russell? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, like um, by the end of this show, we could have a different world champion. But... We might yeah. not know what's going on, and like we, people could be listening back to this in a week or so, being like, "These idiots! They never took it off for Stappen. Why are they? Off, why are they even talking about this anymore?" So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I try not to do too many current affairs on the podcast and just make it about old shit. But um, yeah, mate, season what is it now? Season two, episode five. I think this one is the Christmas special. Um, yeah, I wish me- I had like a Christmas hat or something like that. You know, I wanted <laughs> if I'd been at home. If I'd been at home, I would have had, you know, a, a Santa's beard, a hat. I thought you were going to say a ball gag then. Season two, episode season two, episode five. We'll do a little uh, clip there because um, we just we just had a bit of a, a brain freeze. Literally, you were talking and you froze like that. Now, what I was saying was when you said, you know, if you were at home, <laughs> you, you were saying, oh, if I was at home, I would have had a big Santa beard. And I thought you were going like, to have a ball gag or whatever if you was at home. So. <laughs> well, that's the, that's what that's all I heard. I said, I said, if I'd been at home, I would have had a Santa hat, beards, like tr- twinkling lights around my neck, and really got into the into the spirit of it. But I'm not. I'm not at home. I'm in a hotel room in Switzerland. 
Um, and then it froze and it done this mad freeze thing. And all I heard in the midst of that was ball gag. And I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, special so, yeah. guest, special guest for the Christmas episode, the Christmas special, the one and only Greg Brazil, man like. Um, and you're in you're in quite a festive place at the minute, mate, in Switzerland, isn't it? I am, yeah. I'm uh I've been here for about six weeks. Um and I'm in the I'm told it's the coldest region in the whole of Switzerland, like it gets the coldest. Um and it's been snowing for 10 days and there's like 10 foot of snow outside. So it's uh yeah, it's been quite Christmassy. It's you know? so, it's so and if you think like in the UK, you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Um if you think like in the UK we get about an inch of snow and everything shuts down. Here it's just like no, there's snow plows going past and they're stacking up like 20 foot of snow at the side of the road and then a lorry, then a, like a digger comes and collects it all. So it's like the spot. I mean, I'm working, I'm working long hours. I'm coming back to the hotel, so I haven't really done anything. Um, as far as you know, skiing or snowboarding or anything like that. I just work. We're actually working in a really good good place where it's nice and warm, and so you wouldn't know it was um like minus something outside. But yeah. So, and uh, going back to what you were saying, like the, the pod, season two, the podcast, I love the first one um, and love the second one. I love the fact that you, you, you're you banging them out a lot, you know, on more, uh, I sort of go on, to my, I go on to Spotify to look at saying, and there's like a new episode and I'm like, sure, I only listened to the other one a couple of days ago. So it's good, man. It's good. There was a, there was too much of a break in it. I know you had, you had stuff going on, but you know, in, in, a, in a nice way, you left too long in the middle. I think a lot of people out there would have been, uh, you know, desperate for it to come back. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be on the, the Christmas special as well. So, yeah, man, for sure. Um, obviously, you being out in Switzerland, might as well use the podcast as a, as a platform to talk about what it is you're actually doing out there, because uh, might be a nice little plug for the business, mate, before we get into the into the music side of things. So what is it you're actually, um, what is it you do for a living? Because I know people might know you as the dent man, but, you know, what sort of work is it you're doing out there at the minute? I basically bring, um, bring OAPs on their last holiday to Switzerland, but they're a <laughs> no, um, I'll repair. Uh, <laughs> it just gets I'll, I'll repair darker cars. and darker every time you think about it, especially when anyone who knows what Switzerland's really famous for with regards to old people. Oh. <laughs> not cheese as well. Not, we're not talking about cheese. Um, yeah, no, I'll repair cars that have been damaged in storms. We don't really get them in the UK, but we get. In, in Europe and um, places where the, that's really, but it's boring this explanation, but where you get more extreme temperatures, they get bigger hailstones and it damages cars like, really badly. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do. Take dents out of cars and, you know, if your car's been damaged, just give me a shout and uh, I'll, I'll give you a price. Or if you want to come to Switzerland or, you know, <laughs> send Nana on her last, her last little trip, you know, I can also could arrange that as well with a, fellow i know from the shop so yeah mate it's, so, it's, yeah. it's, it's the best of both of us isn't it it's like you know working on dents and then um you know youth youth in asia um all, all, <laughs> the, all, the, all the best stuff um but yeah mate no it's it's obviously like you, you get your average like dent pullers and stuff in the uk that do the big things but the work you do you like you get right into like the tiny little the little minute ones as well don't you yeah yeah specialist stuff there's not loads of people that do and a lot of people that 
never even heard of it, you know. Uh, well, they might have had a dent taken out of their car, but they don't realise we're, we're, we're taking like a thousand dents out of the car, out of the whole car, and we're doing it in one day and then getting the car with the original paint kept intact and the car, get the car back to the customer. So here, there's they reckon there was between five and 10,000 cars hit, they reckon. So it's crazy. Um, you go to the supermarket and it's like, Every car you look at, bar like one in five, is covered in hail. You know, it's crazy. And I mean, like dense, dense like this, you know. So, one yeah. of them ones, whenever it's, there's a big storm, you just start rubbing your fucking hands together, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, so many people are like, oh, it's just hailed in like Norwich. And you go, is, was it bad? Any damage? Send me some pictures. And they're like, What's, what are you going on about? Like, <laughs> like fucking ambulance chaser. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I don't, I very rarely work in the UK. I'm usually somewhere in Europe. Um, and it's always the worst. I say the worst times. It's always, it starts when the weather starts getting warm. So I'm always, I'm always somewhere, somewhere from sort of May until December or something like that. So, you know, my missus always wants to go on holiday and always wants to do this and always wants to do that. And it's like my birthday, her birthday, my boy's birthday, you know, all that sort of stuff is I'm always, I always seem to be away. So, and it's, it's not usually such an issue, but this year with the COVID, it's been, it's been testing, man. It's been, you know, I haven't been out of travel back. Or I haven't, you know, like there's been a restriction in place or a, a country I'm going to because of the, because, because in the UK, we tend to want to tell everyone we've got the worst numbers and the, we've got this case first and we've got that case first. You know, I was working in Germany, Germany earlier in the year and it was like, they put us on the red list because we had this Delta variant, you know, we couldn't, we was desperate to tell everyone, we've got, we've got it, uh, look, no, we had the first to have it, we got the most cases, and so loads of people sort of locked us down, and yeah, it just made, you know, if my missus wanted to come out and see me, with my little boy, she then had to stay in a hotel for 10 days, in Germany, she had to stay in a hotel for 10 days, and it just, it, it made it really, um, it made it really difficult um, this season, so, I'm looking forward. I've got a week here, and then I'm going back for Christmas, and then uh, and then see what happens after Christmas. So, looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I not think to by go. The time, by the time the podcast drops, I think that'll be sort of like the day you're coming back, in it around that sort of that that next weekend kind of thing. Yeah, I haven't booked my flight yet because I, I need to find out tomorrow. I find out what what the schedule is for this week. Um, so, technically, I finish on the 18th, but if I can get away a little bit earlier. And that's what, so I might be watching this at home with my family. Um, and a pig and, in blankets. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. That's, that's when it drops, but yeah. Um, and then I'm, and I'm home for like two, three weeks and then back and, and, and hopefully finish the deal. So again, uh, with, with Brexit and everything, it's made everything really, really tricky. All of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're like a third world country, you know, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's really is. You don't realize if you're just going on holiday, it's not, not it's, it's not, not the same, but if you go, if you're trying to work for, for longer than 90 days, we're trying to go somewhere for like, it's, it's really tricky, man. It's like, like so much, so much involved in it. So I won't uh, bore everyone with that, but yeah, it's, um, well, it's been, it's, it's been a challenging year altogether, you know, that's the price you pay for making the fucking Daily Mail readers happy, I suppose, isn't it? But anyway, um, what's it like yeah, exactly. in terms of um, like restrictions and that out there in terms of like masks and all that kind of stuff? Because everyone over here is sort of just 
Gate. Well, I mean, they've been told now that they've got to wear them again over the winter, which ain't the worst idea in the world, given that everyone's a snotty cunt over the winter anyway. <laughs> um, but what, what's it been like over there? Because I, I, I've got um, I've got a mate out in Australia. I've got a family out there, as you know. And I mean, like, I see all this mad stuff on Twitter about oh, Australia's like a prison country again, and they're doing that. Like, and I talk to people out there. I talk to my mate out there, and she was like. No, it's like I live in the most heavily restricted state in Australia and it's it's not even that bad at all. So you hear these like mad horror stories and like you never actually get it from the inside. But what's it saying over there, like in terms of like mask wearing and distancing and all that shit? Um it's it's kind of well to give you an idea, when I was in Germany, it was you have to wear FFP2 masks, which are the ones like you you'd see someone when they're when they're like rubbing down plaster or something, you know, that sort of like a builder's mask um and that's you can't go you can't have a blue surgical one they're like it has to be this mask and you have to have your covid pass and and um you could if you weren't vaccinated you could sit outside so that was all pretty normal in germany and i, I come back to the uk in november and i was still going out with a mask and i was like getting into taxis and putting my mask on and my missus was like what are you do i mean my missus i've driven mad for all of this i've been like every time every time saying happens i go right so you're going to come out you're going to come out. Now that we're on the green list, you're going to come out and see me. She's like, no, 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 no. We're on the green list, but you're on the red list. And I can't, if I come there, then I, and I'm like, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like three days later, I'm like, right. So if I come back, what do I have? I've driven up the wall. So I'm there getting into an Uber or something, putting a mask on. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you've got to wear my mask in here, right? And she's like, no, 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 we don't have, no one's wearing masks. Oh, okay, but at the restaurant, I have to wear it until I get to, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't need masks here so it was like that in germany then it was normal and then so when i come to switzerland it was back the other way it's like you have to wear a mask until you sit at your table that stupid like yeah. wear your mask until you sit at a table and then you can take it off and take like cutlery and glasses and plates and things like that from the woman who works there who's just cleared that other do you know what i mean stuff like that but it's not so bad you know you just get used to again you get used to having a mask in your pocket and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's it's kind of like it was for us before we got rid of all those restrictions. Mm. Um, it's it's been, it was it's quiet, you know. Restaurants and stuff's quiet. I, I don't know. Never worked this in this this area before, so I don't know what it's like usually. But you going into rest. We went to a restaurant on Thursday night, and we were the only ones in there. Yeah. And we still had to show everyone our COVID passes, and we still had to wear masks into the thing, and we still had to do this. And and you think we're the only ones in it. You know, like what's, I don't get it. So yeah, uh, we, we were, actually, we, we got kicked out. We got kicked out of McDonald's because we went in there and we, we left our phones. I think we'd left our phones at home, didn't have our passes. And we went in there and like ordered off the, ordered off the touch screen and then sat down, didn't even, they brought the thing over to the table and went, you got your passes? And we went, no, nah. and they went, you're going to have to sit outside then. We were like, okay. So we got thrown out of McDonald's. That's a, that, they, they're taking it seriously, you know, like, yeah, like that, yeah. but. I suppose it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? You got you got to take it seriously. It depends on where you are as well. Like, if you're in a country where, you know, a, a couple of cases are going to completely fuck up everything, then you got to take yeah. it seriously. Well, I think over here is like everyone's kind of given up on it, and they're having parties in fucking down the street and whatnot. So um, yeah, so yeah, they're, they're big on they're big on control here as well. I don't mean like controlling people, but I mean like that they always say if we have control, then we get in, we have a big problem. So you know, it's not like in the UK, if you had a restaurant and there was a load of people in there without their COVID passes, they'd probably just get thrown out, you know, whereas here, you know, they probably end up 
getting fined for every single person in there, like thousands and thousands, and it'll end up, you know, busting them. So, yeah, it's, it's different. They, they take things that seriously here, you know. They, they, they take it. If they're told to do something, yeah, they, they follow suit. Whereas we're the only ones, like the British are like, we have this, like, no one tells me what to do. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear my seatbelt, you know, going down this dangerous bit of road because he told me to, you know, and don't make, it don't make sense, but. It is a mad childish mentality, isn't it? So, you know. Yeah, it really when is. You, when you look at, well, you've got a little boy and he's a fucking little lunatic at the best of times, but you know, when you say to him, don't do that, what's the yeah. first thing? Like, you can't, the best thing to do. Don't is, touch it. Yeah. The best thing to do is not tell them to not do the bad thing. Because the second you tell them, and mate, British people are like that all the time, but I did notice it when I was over in Italy. I've said it on the podcast before, like, and I think I was telling you, like, we went over there, like, last summer, like, August 2020, and I noticed that they were taking it so much more seriously than we were. Like, to the point, I I went to walk into a pizza shop just to buy a couple of slices when we got off the plane. We were trying to get into our Airbnb, and we had a bit of madness, and I went to go into this pizza gaff, and as I walked in, I didn't realise that I didn't have my mask. I mean, I'd had it on for four hours in the airport on a flight and all that. And yeah. I got to the gaff and I put the mask on the table and then I walked into this little restaurant, which was downstairs from where we were staying. And the bird's like, Meh! mask, mask, mask. And I was like, oh shit, sorry. Like, didn't mean to kind of thing. And I was like, fuck me. Couldn't have gone in. Like, if I'd have gone somewhere in London, I just would have got a bit of a bit of a look and no one, people would be too polite to tell me to fucking put it on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it hit so many, especially like places like that. It hit them hard, you know. Yeah, like that, not was, being that, out that of was in and... that was in Lombardy as well, like where we were. So that was the worst place at the start, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got loads. There's loads of technicians that I know that are from Italy, and I've been chatting to them, and it's just been, uh, it's yeah, it's places like that, you know, places like that have been hit hard. Like anywhere with tourism, you know, like Spain, places. Like that. I mean, I was, I was speaking to to a friend of ours um, on Friday night. Um, and he lives in he lives in Portugal, and he was saying that um, what they're doing. In, I, I'll probably get this wrong now. My missus would be like screaming at screaming at the at the uh, at the screen when she watches this. But I think they're letting them have New Year New Year's Eve and do what they want, and then they have to lock down for a week. It's something like that. They're like yeah. New Year's Eve will go ahead. Go and do what you want. Party, have thousands of people, you know, licking the banisters and, and, and <laughs> things like that, you know, like licking the bar. And then you've got to lock down for seven days. Then you've all got to isolate for seven days. And that's that's the cost of going out, and which which pretty which seems fair to me because you know, you know, when we go out, if we if we go out on New Year's and have a big night, I need seven days in the house. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it worked that would work for me, but well, I can't do it anymore, yeah. you know, like I literally I've had one pint since when you were over in October, we went out on my birthday and that um, yeah. the morning after that, we had to go down to that. Um, we had that the hotel and spa and whatnot. And we had like, what, seven or eight pints in the pub that night. I, yeah. I felt absolutely battered, not even just hung over, but just like bloated and lethargic and that. And like, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I can't do it anymore. But um, yeah, I'm going to have a quiet Christmas and quiet New Year. But, you know, we talk about nights out and and all the other the other good stuff that we've got up to over the years. Obviously, we've yeah, done man. we've done a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot of memories. I'm sure we'll probably get into a few of them. But we met through Pirate Radio and through music. And obviously, running theme of the show is the majority of the guests that I've got on, the majority of people in my life even, are from that kind of scene. So... You know, in terms of yourself, I mean, we we first met around 2010, 2011 on, on Image, um, yep. uh, Ice Cold as it was originally. 
Um, how did you get into the music? Because I know you were you were DJing a bit, you know, quite a little bit before that, going way back in the day. Yeah, do you know what? I, and not to go off on a tangent, but I, I listen to all the podcasts, and there's always someone I know or some situation that's happened, either either through you or, or something, you know, before me and you met, and or, or a name gets mentioned or whatever. And uh, I think you know, going back to when I was at school, um, and I was hanging about with Edit with DJ Edit and he uh he had some he had some twelve tens and we used to go around there and we used to have a mix around there and well in fact before that even before that we used to we used to record you know we used to do our own mixes on on cassette tape you know from from radio you know and like you'd have a tape with all your you know like your own sort of mixed mixtape just from hitting hitting record and, and and stop and all that and so then he he a long, long story short, he got he worked when and worked away with his dad at like sixteen and earned a load of money and come back and bought some twelve tens and some big PA speakers and he had a room like a broom closet, you know. And we used to go around there and like his mum and dad was really easy going. You'd go around there and you'd have the, you know, <clears throat> you'd probably be you'd probably have it too loud for some venues, you know, in his room. So, you know, edits like it's a bit of a nutter, um, and uh, yeah, so I got into like music. Mu not music but you know mixing and all that yeah. sort of stuff so I then I worked really hard and, and, and worked a couple of Saturday jobs and all that and I ended up buying myself set. I originally had some some belt drives some like sound labs or something like that and then um and then I bought some I bought some 12 10s my old man actually he had a friend who had a Panasonic shop and he got them for me he got them for me a little bit cheaper brand new um so yeah I started started mixing I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, like, when you asked me to be on the show, I was like, and I was, you know, we're going to go down this route. And I was thinking about it. And I remembered I did um, I did something at school. I did something at school. Everyone was doing, everyone was asked like, to do, do a hobby or whatever at school and to do this and this and this. And I can't remember exactly, but me and my pal, me and another pal of mine, we took all my stuff into the hall and did like, a, did like an hour in the hall with like all our, like all like loads of people from the year and all that. And it, I mean, it was terrible. You know, it was really bad. It was really bad. We didn't have like this, this, I think we linked it into like the school system or saying, you know, them brown them brown speakers you would have had on the wall back in the day and all that. It was like terrible, but it was sort of, that's where it started. And then, and then from there, um, where did I go from there? Yeah, I, was, I, I well, I actually, I sold my decks. It got to like, three or four years down the line and I wanted to buy a car. So I just was able to start driving. I wanted to buy a car. And um, my old man said to me, whatever dough you get, I'll match. You know, I don't think he was, I didn't think he realised how serious I was. So I ended up selling my 1210s for about 50 quid more than I paid for them. Um, and so I bought a car and then sort of was, I wasn't out of it from that, but I stopped mixing and I was working and I was going out partying instead of like, doing the music and I sort of got out of the loop of it a little bit um and then I just found my you know you know what it's like it's the same the same like with you. you 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 have enough of it and you get out of it and you start doing it and you always find your way back there yeah one way or another you know one way or another you find your way back there um and me and midget man you know I've been friends with midget man for since school as well you know um why, why, no, why he, do they why do they call him that? I never understood it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if anyone's ever met him, they'll know exactly why. But yeah, I think he's, he's about four, four for tall. eight. In, <laughs> yeah, four for eight in trainers. I think he is. Um, 
but yeah, so he he would come to mine when I had my decks. I think I'd bought another set of twelve tens, and he'd come to mine and we'd mix. And then he bought them. He bought twelve tens, and then he bought some CDJs. And we used to go around there and you know go around. I used to go around to his house and we'd have a mix before he he, he moved. He lived in Sutton. He lived like ten minutes walk to Sutton. So I usually what I do is get a cab around there, a few beers around at his house, have a mix, and then walk down into the town and go out and all that. So yeah, I got into I didn't sort of kept kept my kept my hand in it a little bit, and we'd done some parties and we'd done a few bits and pieces. We 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 got a gaff. A friend of ours had a gaff up um, near uh, Blackfriars Bridge, and it was a wine bar where it was rammed in the day. In the daytime, it was rammed. You know, all the people from the city would go there and add drinks and have dinner. And then it, but at the weekends when there was when there was no one in the city working, it was like. It, it, you know, it was dead. It was on its ass. So we were like, well, why don't you let us take it? Why don't you let us take it at the weekend? And you take the bar and we'll take the door and we, you know, we, we, we get some people in there. So me and a couple of me, midget man, a couple of other pals, we've done it. We've done, I think we've done, we didn't do loads. We've done about four or five in there and it was good. We made some money and we had a bit of a laugh. Um, and then, and then, yeah, like fast forward to, fast forward to, um, radio days I was just having a bit of shit going on in my life and I was just, uh, like midget man midget man said to me oh what are you doing tomorrow I said oh nothing he said well why don't you come radio with me why don't you come up radio with me and you know if you want something to do get you out of the house so I did and on the way there like stopped at the shop and bought some beers had a few beers and you know what I'm like after like four or five beers I was like give me the mic you know just took the like grabbed the mic off of him and just started I'm surprised actually. I'm surprised um, Steve didn't Steve didn't kick him him off of his. Show. It was his show. It wasn't even my show. It was his show, and I was there, and it was like I'm just yeah, being being uh, a bit outrageous and what have you. And then I think uh, I think it was it, it it was really positive, you know, like it was a good crack. He had a good laugh, you know. It's like you know, obviously back in the day where where um, Ice Cold was going up there on a Sunday of a hangover on your own in the, in the little, that was in the little studio, wasn't it? With the, the electrified yeah. pipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone um, who ever used to play on ice cold back in the day will remember if you touched, there was one pipe on the ceiling and it was a really low ceiling. So sometimes like you'd be talking on a mic and you'd just let you'd hang off the pipe anyway, just to like, just have a little bit of a, of a rest. And I remember we took Alex Madden up there one day and he just grabbed hold of the wrong pipe and you just heard him. He was, talk, <laughs> he was talking on a mic all casual and he just went, ah, fuck. Well, that way he's grabbed the electric one. And it's like, it weren't like a, a painful shock, but it was one of them ones where like, you fucking felt it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a vibration, wasn't it? It was yeah. more like a, it was more like an RF. It was more like an RF um, like yep. shock. It was like getting a, you know, them things like you put them on, on like for whatever, but yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> what, torturing, so, torturing people in basements. What? <laughs> yeah. When you get, a, when you get a lorry battery, some coat <laughs> hanger, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, I think he liked it. He liked it. Cause he went to do the show, you know, Sunday, I think the sh- it was 12 till two, the show. And it was like, we'd all go out and he'd have to get up and drive up there on his, you know, drive like 45 minutes on his own, do the show. Da, 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 da. So he enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And actually it was like, it's, we were getting like, we were getting loads of feedback on it. Not like audio feedback, but <laughs> loads of, loads of good feet. So I was like, yeah, let's start. And the next thing, you know, it just, it spiraled out of control into, you know, the Sunday Rose show and, 
you know, it weren't even, I don't even think it was so much about the music, more about, you know, just me and him being stupid, really. So, no, it was good vibes, mate. It was always good vibes whenever I looked in. And obviously, um, like, because I knew, I knew people that knew you, obviously, you know, from running in similar circles, um, yeah. Southwest London and having a lot of mutual friends back in the day and whatnot. And, you know, same with, same with Midget Man as well. Um, and then I moved from doing the Tuesday nights to doing the Sunday two till four. So I, I got to see you guys every week, but um, yeah, no, it was, it was a pucker show. Me, I mean, me and my dad used to listen because he used to work um, every Sunday. He would DJ during the daytime at the walkabout in Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, he'd, yeah. He'd have to get up there for like half 12, one o'clock. So we'd drive up to Shepherd's Bush. I'd get out there and then just just jump on on a quick bus down the road. And that's why I was always early for the show, um, which was, you know, where we, we had the birth of the 10-minute takeover. But um, yeah, man, it, there's a story I've, I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast. And we had the conversation when you were over here and we went out um, about the, the armed police coming into yeah. the, turning up at the studio one day in between your show and my show. Um, I, I've kind of half butchered the story. So obviously with you being on, it's a good opportunity for you to tell it. So, um, so what was the deal? Yeah, you couldn't write it really. We, um, so I had a, I had a, um, a christening, I think it was a christening or something like that to go to. Our show was, our show was 12 to two. Like you just said, you, you know, you, you did the show after us. Our show was 12 to two. And it, it was the christening was in Malden at two uh, thirty, so we were like, and I was I was a godfather, so I, it was like you can't knock, you're just not, you're just gonna have to not do radio. And I was like, I don't want to not do radio. I said, you know, I'll figure I'll figure saying out, I'll figure saying out. And at the time, I had a I had a, um, a motorbike, so I said to I said to midget man, like I'm going to come and pick you up. He used to drive most most weeks. And I'd have a couple of beers and all that. And um, I said to him, I'm going to come and pick you up. I'm going to come and pick you up on a bike. And we'll fly down there because I've got this. Well, he was actually, he was coming to the christening as well. He was invited. I was like, what we do is we, we do the show. Soon as we go, as soon as we leave, we we shoot down. We go, we get on the bike and we make it to Malden in 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, we won't hit any traffic, nothing like that. Um. So he's like, yeah, 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 no problem, whatever. So he's put all his suit and all that, and I put all my suit in the in a bag, and we've we've gone we've gone to do the show on the bike. Well, I can't remember what happened for one for one reason or another. Um, we were running a little bit late as well, so to get there, so we've we've pulled up at the studio. Midget man's on the back, and at the time he had his phone. He had one of those leather cases with the like you know you you flipped it down like that, and then you had your phone there. So he's on the back and I'm like, I've said to him on the way down and I said, like, as soon as we pull into the thing, you jump out, you j like, it would have been kayak on before us. He was like, text kayak, get him to come and open the door. Like, and so as soon as we pull up, you, you run in, you go and like take it and I'll, I'll bring all the stuff in. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we literally, we pulled up, we pulled up and both jumped and he's got his phone in his hand with this flat and we both, with our lid still on, burst through but like burst through the door into the studio done the show didn't think nothing of it and then as we've walked out as we've walked out the back door like in a rush we're like right gotta go like i think we even we left it on the ads you know we left it on the ads and that's why there was no 10 minute takeover that's why obviously we see you outside but we've we've walked out the studio um and it was in an industrial park 
and there was just there was gathers everywhere armed police we've walked out armed police da, 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 you know what like show us your hands or whatever it was at the time i can't remember oh yeah i was shocked at the time so i wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what they were screaming at us you know but we walked out we was like what's going on what's going on put all our bags down and they come over and they basically um they basically said somebody has seen like us jump off the bike and obviously it was in west london you know there was a lot of even back then i mean we're talking what 10 years ago even back then there was a lot of uh a lot of like crimes committed on bikes and shootings and things like that so it was just to them it was like they they obviously they got that call they're obviously thinking they're going to some sort of hit you know and uh and it, i just the funniest bit was the fact that we're standing there we're like no we've we've just been in we've just been in recording like doing a couple of demos recording a couple of cds in the in some studios in there you know and then you just all walked in like nothing had happened you was like yeah you're right greg yeah it's yeah, right midget man what's going on and it's like yeah yeah you're right mate yeah, yeah. and you oh, we've we got to go in we've got to go and do our show and it was like we, I'm, I'm also looking at the time thinking i've got to get to this christening i'm thinking like uh, you know, I hope they don't start asking all my details. I've got like a, a, that plate shouldn't be on there. There's no this, there's no that, you know, like, and I think it's, I was quite, I was quite surprised, you know, that they just, as yeah. soon as they saw we didn't have a shooter, as soon as they saw that we'd just been in there doing radio and he sort of saw that he didn't, we didn't even know that's where it was. He was like, I think Midget Man got his phone out to, to show him something or to do something or whatever. He was like, oh, do you know what? I think, this might be what they've seen, you know, this might, this could look like a, you've jumped off run, but yeah, it was like, you know, heart racing. Am I going to, um, if I don't get like, if this don't end up bad, I'm going to get shot when I get to Malden, if I'm Mr. Christening, you know what I mean? But yeah, it was just a funny, I hope I've sort of told it, told it as, it, yeah, as no, it. I just, I remember turning up and there being like old bill cars there and seeing you lot talking outside. And I think, I can't remember if I drove up with Kodos and Longback that day or whatever it was. Yeah, you so, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we yeah, got definitely. out of the car. And obviously, at that time, like, you know, we were doing certain things and whatnot. So we we pulled up and we were like, fuck, like, nothing on us or anything. But you just never know, innit? Like, yeah, if, yeah. If people are waiting for you for whatever reason. Um, and we're like, shit, shit, shit. And, like, I think the only thing anyone had on them was a bit of weed or whatever. So we were like, fuck it. We just, they can't be here for us. We just walk past them. And then we see you two there. And it was like... <laughs> makes hey, sense what's going on here like what the <laughs> fuck? but yeah no mad times mate mad times it's just it's one of them things in it you know like you just you don't know whether they're there for the radio like you, you just your arsehole just goes in it and then yeah same way you just if you're if they're even nowadays like if i walk through king's cross station which i do most days because i work there um and you walk past the old bill and they've got the big old fucking machine guns on the side and all that, like the anti-terror police that bop around and all that. Bruv, one wrong move, do you know what I mean? And you could just end up yeah, yeah. on the floor. So, yeah, mate, your arsehole definitely goes in them situations. But, yeah, I wanted to get the story told fully because um, I think I kind of butchered it when I had Steve on, but I just, I, I remember it to this day. And other people have told similar stories about times when old bill have turned up and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we... Yeah, had- I, I'm... I missed out, like, when he was asking me about, like, music and stuff like that, I missed a couple of bits I missed out. was I, I, used, to go to a, I used to go to a flight with Edit, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe in 2005 or something like that, you know, when it was up a block over near Heathrow, if you remember that. Um, and back in the day, that was back, you know, when we weren't using CDJs. You were taking your, you're taking your vinyl, you know. 
And um, the reason I say it is I'm standing there thinking, you know, one thing I don't want to happen is the studio to get spun. Yes. You know what I mean? And all the equipment taken or them get taken down or whatever. You know, because I remember back in the day, you'd be like, you wouldn't want to get raided by the DTI because you know they're taking your tunes. You know what I mean? You know they're taking all your shit. But I'm, I'm there, I've got like a, I've got a, a, a thing with like 200 burnt CDs, you know. They take them, I'm burning them again, you know, that evening, you know, it don't matter. Um, so yeah, I remember standing there thinking, I don't give a shit about that, you know, I don't want them to take, I don't want them to take them, I don't want anything to happen, but I'm like, don't go, I don't want them to start wanting to investigate, going to shit shows where you're being, because then, you know, and I think just the fact that they was, because they weren't all, it wasn't all armed police. Yeah. It was obviously there was a sergeant. The sergeant was the one talking to us, you know. Um, soon as he saw there was no gun, soon as he saw that there was nothing untoward going on, we'd just been into a studio to record a demo. He was like, "Yep, go." And we was allowed to go on our way. So yeah, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a funny day, you know. At the time, the old, you know, the old ring piece was was twitching a little bit for for both reasons. One, I didn't want to, I didn't want to not make it to the. I don't know what was worse, not making it to the christening, or, you know, not getting the studio taken down but but yeah sort of been the biggest out. the biggest sense of irony in it like we're fucking the one day the one day that it's just like any other day you could have made it to the christening no problem on the bike not at all but yeah just yeah on, on that one fucking day that one day where you would like, no 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 I'll, I'll definitely make it it'll be all right it'll be all right but yeah. trust me we still made it we still made it i, I think I'll, i should have taken a number plate off the back for that journey but yeah we still made it um i think in fact we pulled into the we pulled into the I'm trying to think where it was. It was like it was, it was in Malden. So you know Malden better than me. You probably yeah. tell me which train is that. But we pulled it. We literally pulled in. Everyone was stood outside, and we're wearing like trainers, jeans, t-shirt. It was in the you know it was in the summer. We pulled in, and we literally had to run into the you know run in. We literally jumped off the back, run in with our bags, got changed, and walked up and and done the thing. You know so. It was we cut it real close, but we made it. You know, we made it. So, it was, and then afterwards, having a beer and all that, telling the story of the armed police, it was a, it was a funny day. You know, so yeah, just, that was uh, people just don't buy stories like that, do they? <laughs> no. If you hadn't have been there, if you hadn't have been there, in fact, I, I, you you it, you reminded me of the story. I'd sort of for, forgotten about the story yeah. until until you till the podcast, and then I remember you sort of. It sort of, he was telling the story about this and telling, and I was thinking, oh my God, like I remember the day yeah. with the armed police. And then in the same podcast, you started, you know, you recalled the story or whatever. But, but yeah, it was, uh, it was fun times, man. Radio was fun and we, we, we did quite a few bits together and sort of been doing that since, ever since, really, haven't we? Yeah, mate. Yeah. I, I, some of my favorite memories were them Sundays. Um, maybe even just after then as well, just after I kind of left. And I think you sort of left around the same time. Um, our, our Camden Sundays, mate. Camden Sundays yeah. were the absolute bollocks. For anyone who's known us for a long time, um, shouts out to to, to Spenny and, and Adam Cotier. Um, we used to have a, have a, I was going to say a night then, but it wasn't really a night. It was a daytime slash evening party in Camden called yeah, M man. MDMA, which was, I think it, it was, it was Mondays don't mean anything or Mondays don't matter anyway or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Adam used to run and we used to play there every week. And mate, some of the absolute best memories for me of DJing um, were at that gaff. Uh, we used to get up on a Sunday morning, like deliberately not even go out on a Saturday night. Just get up on a Sunday morning, go and smash the gym, go and have a bit of food, and then go straight up to Camden, like just and just 
absolutely bury a set up there every single week and just there yeah, some of the, the absolute best times in my life was me you and a few of the other boys going up there and, and doing them parties um it was always such a good it was such a good as soon as you turned up as soon as you turned up there the terrace was always rammed it was yeah. always you know Camden market was always busy anyway and it was always rammed and i remember when uh you'd have the there was another event opposite wasn't there Yep. We'd just be slowly turning it up, fading them out, you know, drowning <laughs> them out. And it was like, it was always, I remember they'd always, like Adam would always come out and sort of just like turn us down a little bit. And within like a track, it'd be, it'd be back up again. <laughs> but yeah, it was always a good vibe, man. That was always, uh, and it was a good Sunday and Mondays didn't matter, you know? Yeah, we was, we was up there the other week. Me and, me and the missus went up there to do um, like a foodie day um, towards the end of the summer around like Camden Market because they've got a lot of really like the food stalls and that around there are so much better now you know it's like really really nice um and we were sitting over at the we went over to the Weatherspoons across the road there and we were sitting there that ice wolf whatever it's called and we had a quick drink outside and I was pointing up at the balcony and I was like seriously that that balcony like on that gaff the whole thing was just rammed full of people we had speakers outside the music was on inside and outside like I said to her I said one time I was DJing there and I had a bird like on my shoulders while I was mixing and everyone was cheering and throwing glasses. Like people like people nowadays, like when you tell them stories, they're like, they're like nah, it weren't that hype. It weren't that hype. It weren't like, like, yeah. no, I promise you, if you were there, it was that fucking hype. Like yeah. the parties were just, they were insane. Literally. I remember one time we turned up there, me and you got there for like four. We never used to start till five and it go until about 11. And me and you got there about four. And I rang Adam and I was like, look, we're here a bit early. Like I'm just going to set them up outside earlier. We just took the decks outside put all the speakers up and, and from the first tune everyone on the terrace like just stood up as if it was yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean as if it was the national anthem or something everyone just stood up and they were just ready to go like as soon as they saw the decks coming out it was like oh what's happening what's happening like craziest parties ever bruv yeah it's funny I've, I've listening to um listening to the podcast and loads of people talking about Sundays you know and our, our Sundays like hypes yeah. hypes were saying about our Sunday Sunday on the radio was the like the best was the best time to be on the radio. And when I was doing, I was doing 12 to two, I never really thought about it. You know, I never, mm. like now I look back and I think about it, you know, I, had, I it was a real good time. And I used to just go there and enjoy myself. You know, I didn't care if the phone was going, if the phone was going wild or if no one texts and no one was on the Facebook and nothing like that. I was just enjoying myself, you know, and um, it was the same with that. I think you turn up there, everyone's, everyone who's been out, on the night before, anyone who hasn't been out, like you're saying, they're, they're now out on a Sunday. The sun would always, like, it would always be good weather. and Well, most of the time. And, you know, so it was easy to get them people, them people moving, you know. Yep. And especially, like, back in the, you know, back then, there was, I mean, there was a lot of good music around then as well, you know. And there was, yeah. like, it, it felt like every, you, could, you could just play banger after banger, you know. And it's just everything was a good vibe. Like you say, people on your shoulders and, you know, falling through, falling through uh, like furniture and <laughs> unplugging the decks and things like that, you know, just shit like that just added all to it, you know. No one's, sure people... No one really Sorry, knows that story. Like if I, I, I know Adam's listened to a couple of the podcasts and if he hears this, it will be the first time that he's ever heard it. But Adam, that time that all of the sound system and the decks and everything went off, that was me. <laughs> the funny the funny thing was you said to me we'd we've been there since like you say we, i think we've been there since early i think we might have done radio we've gone straight there or whatever but we've been there early and we had something to go and do um so we were like we were going and you said to me i'm just going to go and get i'm just going to go and unplug my phone and so you go and within 20 seconds there's like it's, there's, there's silence and i look up 
And I'm trying to think of who, who was playing. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was John Warren. I can't remember who it was who was playing. Whoever it was, I could just see him like just prodding stuff and like, you know, that, that sort of what's going on. And I then remember looking over to see where you are and looking at you and, and, and seeing you sort of just sort of like <laughs> sort of make this expression like whoops, like that, and then plug the thing back in and it all just come back on and everyone cheered. <laughs> And you come over with your charger and your phone and was like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, and that was it. We went. Mate, yeah, it literally, it was, it was as soon as I, because it was one of them things where I think it was a double, you know, like when you've got like a double plug on a yeah. wall and then someone's plugged like the multi-tap into it. But my yeah. charger was also plugged into the double plug. <laughs> so, but rather than hold the double plug and pull my charger, I just went boom, thinking I'd get it off in one go. But there, yeah, mate, it wasn't to be. And um, yeah, someone, someone's set got ruined that evening. But um, yeah. Yeah, because I think all the lights and everything, everything else stayed on. <laughs> lights, everything else stayed. I mean, you might even, it might not have been, even been the decks or the mixer. It might have just been like the amp or something because, you know, but it would like, because everything else was still going and no one could work out what was going on. No one in the, in, in the venue could work out what was going on. Whoever set it was couldn't work out what was going on. And then when I twigged what was going on and looked at you, you I could tell you knew what was going on. And that was it. We just got <laughs> so out of there. But yeah. The cartoon creeping away from the fucking from the plug socket. Like, <laughs> yeah. Before anyone looks to go and check the power. So I think it will come back on quick enough that no one even, like you say, Adam probably don't even know to this day that that's why it all went off. But well, I've always yeah. told people, if you hire me to come and play at your event, man, we'll shut down the party. And that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> yeah. When we left, think, shut things down. Yeah, I think that night was when we went to, um, I think, I think Bok came and picked us up and we went down to... Uh, Good. <laughs> so, yeah, my, think, my things are going flat. Oh, shit. I think, um, I think uh, Bok came and picked us up that night and we drove down to my one and only experience at Noir in Weybridge. So, um, yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we was getting out of there, weren't we? Yeah. 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 Can we go like bagel bite on the way through or something? Yeah. Stopped off at Shepherd's Bush and banged a couple of bagels. Yeah. <laughs> we made it, we made him drive from Surrey to come all the way up and pick us up. I think he got a parking ticket. Cause we said to him, do you remember? We, he's a touch of pillock. Like we're like, watch yeah. out where you park. Cause even though it's a Sunday, it's Camden. Like we've gone back to the car and he's oh, I've got a ticket. It's like, Fucking retard. And then um he's parked in a bay, the only one down the whole street that's like <laughs> residence only, no parking that was at it. any time. That and was we was it. like, oh what? Why have I got a ticket here? We're like, well, the sign is like there above the car, you know, it weren't even, you know, sometimes they have the sign and then five bays. Yeah, and you might not read the you might be parked in that one down there and not read, but it was above his car. It's like, <laughs> but you could there's there's exactly why. No parking at any time. Excellent stuff. And Camden's about two hundred quid for a parking ticket as well. I think about yeah, one sixty or something. Yeah. So yeah, we um, but yeah, then we made him drive. We were pissed. We made him drive us down to Shepherd's Bush to get bagels, and then we went down to um, yeah, we went all the way down to Weybridge and just had a bit of a madness as well. Uh, yeah. Hungover sessions, mate. Proper hungover sessions. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've had a lot of them, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's been good times, mate. And it's literally, it's all come from, as I say, the majority of people I've had on a podcast, a lot of them I know, some of them I don't. Um, but, you know, a lot of people who I've had come through my life, I've met through music. That's what I say to missus all the time. Just like, like I know everyone, like all of my closest mates, either I know them through music, pretty much, um, apart from maybe like Charlie and people like that. But then he was in a band for years, do you know what I mean? So there was still a musical connection there. even though Yeah, yeah. You know, we've grown up together since we were little kids and whatnot. But yeah, pretty much everyone's come from the music scene, bro. It's, it's been kind to me. Yeah, man. 
yeah, I think it's good people as well. The majority of people, you know, like back in the day, back in the day, there's, I mean, there's always idiots, you know, like back in the day, you get some idiot, but like everyone's, everyone's pretty, everyone that I've met, I'd, I'd like to say that there's always been, been good people, you know, and obviously yourself, you know, is, uh, we, we, we got, we're, we're really close friends now, you know, if it hadn't have been for radio or hadn't have been for, you know, maybe you know who knows what would have happened if we hadn't have uh if you hadn't been on the radio after after me on a sunday you know but well, that was the uh, uh, the world famous 10 minute takeover which we did mention but i can't remember if i told i think i told the story when when we, when i had steve on but that time where i was getting death threats um was just like that that was one of the funniest days i think i've ever had on radio um and I, you know, at risk of rep- I'll repeat it anyway because some people might be listening to this as the first ever episode they've heard. In which case, welcome. Um, sub- <laughs> su- subscribe, you cunts. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I-, I told the story when Steve came on, but we used to do this thing called Ten Minute Takeover. So your show was the, tw- the twelve till two. I did the two till four, but I'd always turn up a bit early and just grab the mic and just just we'd just start talking bollocks between ourselves. And for anyone who doesn't remember, about ten years ago there was a geezer called Vincent Tabak and he was a Dutch fella and he murdered some woman and it was around Christmas time. They found her body. Um, and all they kept saying in the news all the time about this murder was like, Oh yeah, he killed her. And there was a, uh, you know, the only items that were missing was she went to the supermarket. She bought a pizza. She went home. Then she got killed and the pizza had disappeared along with one of her socks. So I was like, you know, we got to, got to radio, and this is like this is when the court case and everything was going on, and I just remember I said to you, I was like, oh yeah, you know, you were like, oh, what's been happening, Jay? And I said, oh yeah, you know, you know, a bit of a weird week. Um, you know, I went out on a on a date with a bird the other day, and she asked me to go Dutch, so I strangled her and took her pizza. <laughs> and I, like my dad said, he was still in the car at that point. He had to pull over because he was like crying with laughter. Um, like. And then, but then we started riffing, riffing on it, just like, oh, what, you know, what, what was the sock for? Like, you know what the sock was for, um, you know, like, and it just became that thing. But within a couple of minutes, the phone line just started going fucking bananas. Like, it, it was either people going, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Or there was one geezer who just wouldn't stop ringing. And I answered it and like, I put it in my loudspeaker and put it by the microphone. He's like, you can't say that about that dead girl. She's, she, she's like, she was innocent. She didn't. And I'm like, all right, mate, like, calm down see you later put the phone down he's rung up again oh someone should fucking kill you i'll kill you and i was just like because <laughs> that was that was a joke a, that was the thing with radio wasn't it you know you've got like loads of it's it's like you opened yourself up to yeah, you know not yeah there's so many people out there who just wanted to listen and get but this it was also especially with facebook as well there was also so many nutters out there how many times did we have it over the years where you know, like, you know, your, 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 your missus or whoever I was seeing at that time or whatever would get messages from other people claiming to be like, oh, I, I know your boyfriend, me and him are seeing each other or, and it's like, it's some weirdo that listens to you on radio and stuff like that, you know, like proper yeah, yeah. fucked up stuff, you know, or, or it was another geezer who used to listen to you on radio or knew you were a DJ and just didn't like you because like, yeah, yeah. For, for whatever reason, their, their, their fucking ego has been tainted by the fact that you exist. And they'd like be in your missus's DMs all like, oh, I know your boyfriend. I saw him with this woman or that woman. It's like, what? When? Yesterday. He's been at home all day. What are we talking about? (laughs) On a side, I was in in Isha, right? I was in Isha one night at this bar. um, And uh, this this geezer comes up to me and he goes, oh, you're Greg Brazil, aren't you? I was like, who are you? And he goes, 
He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm like, can't even remember the geezer's name. He goes, I'm so-and-so's mate. He goes, I, I see you, I see you at Coliseum with his bird. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah, I see you at Coliseum with his bird. I'm going to tell him all about it. I was like, what are you going on about? I don't know what, you, what are you talking about. I was like, I left Coliseum with my mate in his van. Yeah. You know, like, he was like, I think he was like, I'll see you leave with his bird. You, you and your mate left with his bird. And his, was, his, was, she his, in the, was she in the back of the van, though? Like... Well, this is what I said to him. I said, well, she <laughs> rolled up in a carpet in the back. No, but, you know, things like that. And I, I used to get it all the time. I'd get messages. Like, I'd, I was looking through my, my, my um, Facebook Messenger, and it was like so many greyed out. Facebook user, yeah. Facebook user, Facebook user. And you go through and it's like all these, do you know what? For, for about, I don't know, for about three or four years, I didn't realise there was, a, it's not secret, but it's like people, if you have, depending on your settings on Facebook, yeah. there's a lot of people that can't message you, but they've messaged you yeah. and it's there, but you ain't, and I was like, what's that out there? Clicked it and it was like, bang, like this great big long list of like deleted user, deleted user, dele- yeah. you know, all these weird like, all these weird abusive messages and like messages from birds and messages from like birds, boyfriends and all shit like that. And it was like, it's just like a high. I mean, it makes you think, imagine if you was like on telly or, you know, like imagine the shit that that they must get, you know? And that was just from doing a show on a Sunday and playing out a few gigs and, you know, like hanging around with the likes of you, you know, getting like creating this, creating this sort of like this, uh, this jealousy with like, with Pete, like, honestly, and he, this, this geezer ain't even his bird. It's just like, it's his mate's bird or somebody knows. And I'm like, mate, what are you yeah. even going on about? I played my set and we left. Yeah, we, I played my set and me and my mate left and went and played somewhere else. Yeah. I didn't take your mate's bird. And my mate didn't take her mate back in his two-seater van, you know? Like, I, I, I remember that night, like, like it was yesterday. What are you talking, you know, like... It's just, just mad. And this is an E-show, you know? This is like 10 minutes from my house and I'm there in this bar. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell him. I was like, tell him, you know, tell him. I don't, you know, I'm sure like this missus a, 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 will back my story up, you know, or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's For, like, furthermore, I don't, even, I don't even know who she is. Like, that's the biggest thing. A lot of it is like, I had one time, like you, you, you must have heard, I, I must have told you over the years, the, the lemon drizzle cake story. Go on. The, the, um, there was a DJ who used to be on a, on, on, on a radio station. Um, and I, I won't say who it is because a lot of people know him and do like him. And I, I've got no problem with him at all, but he's a fucking knob. Um, <laughs> I, I, was at, um, I was at a christening. Uh, I was at Eamon's little boy's christening. And I was there with um, James Helder, who some people might know from, the, you know, one of the founders of IFL TV, good old mate of mine, um, Sol, yep. uh, DJ Sol, Simon Lawrence, he was there. And we're all standing around and they were like... They were like two big guys as well, yeah? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. If anyone knows them, two big guys, you know, like... <laughs> But we were we were talking and they was like they were like they were just like laughing at me because I was saying oh, I had these messages from this geezer. Um, uh, basically, what had happened was this this bird had messaged me on Facebook. I didn't know who she was, and it was like back then, like I was quite reckless in the sense of like I would just talk to anyone and maybe like talk to whatever bird had messaged me and all that kind of. I, I didn't care. John, I was like 21, 22, I didn't give a monkey's. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but this bird messaged me and it, I, I entertained it and it didn't look like a fake profile or anything because you had a lot of that back in the day as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And she was like being a bit flirty and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fucking this geezer now, about two or three days later, he's hitting me up. He's like, why are you talking to my ex-missus? You can't. And I was like, I was like, you what? 
like, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you, you're trying to arm my ex-missus. I went, I went, who's your ex-missus? And he said this. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, and I, and I went, and I went, yeah, yeah, let's 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 go through the list. Um, but I said, I was like, I was like, who? And he told me it wasn't. I was like, what, that woman that added me on Facebook the other day? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, oh, you were flirting with her. I was like, well, I spoke to her. Like, I don't know about flirting with her. Do you know, I, don't, I don't know who she is, mate. And he started going, oh, she, she, oh, I don't know why you think you can do this. Just like, and, and do you know what? He started giving it all that just because you play at Pasha and you think you do this and you do that. And I'm like, oh, I see what this is. Like, your ex-missus has added me on Facebook. You've seen it. You're jealous that I'm doing something that you're not. So this is your opportunity to have a pop because that's what a lot of it was back in the day. For as many yeah. good people as we met and we made friends with and are still friends with, there was a lot of bellends about, and there still are in music, to be honest. But with life, there's bellends everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So it just yeah, exactly. You're going to have them. But he was given you just all open that. you open yourself up to him a little bit more, didn't you? Because yeah. you also everyone's everyone's at one of your, your shows or whatever. Exactly. Um, you know, you're exactly. playing out and everyone's going wild and his missus is there on your shoulders. Yeah. You know, she ain't got no strides on, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Sorry, mate. No, Go on. I yeah. jumped. No, mate. Neck just smelling like fucking... Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I turn I I around and I was like, mate, I was like, look, I, if that's your ex-missus, like, I'm happy to delete her if it makes you, un if it makes you like, you feel un unhappy or whatever, or if it's going to cause you a personal problem, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he's gone on and on about it and he's kicked off and for whatever reason, he's he's shut up and he sort of left it as that. Anyway, fucking, um, I'm, I'm at this christening and I'm talking to Sol and Vi about it and, and we're laughing, like, and Eamon's laughing and I'm like, because they know who the geezer is as well, do you know what I mean? And Sol's gone to me, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone, oh, I know that ex-missus. And I was like, what do you mean? He's gone, he's gone, bruv, he's gone, this geezer was with this bird for like two or three years. And I had to delete him on Facebook because of the stuff he was posting on there. So you know them people that overshare every aspect of their lives? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, everything he was doing was like, oh, my baby came home from work an hour late today, but I, I did this for her and I did that for her. And she's done this and I've done that for her. Like, do you know, like just every aspect of your relationship, you've got to tell the world about it because... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're a virgin. Some people live through like, it, didn't they? Yeah, some people yeah. live through Facebook, didn't they? You know. But one of the ones that he posted that like, Sol was just like, brother, I had to delete him after this. Because he was like, <laughs> my missus is coming home early today and I'm going to make her a nice lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> and he's said we were fucking fooling about this christian like, i was pissing myself anyway the geezer like he's, he's messaged me a few days later and he's like he, he's he said say he's talking to me and he's like oh yeah you know just sorry about the other night a bit of a misunderstanding blah 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 and just like then he's like oh so how's pasha going and i'm like oh, here we go and he's like, oh yeah you'll have to get me down to play sometime and i'm like yeah a little bit little bit fully booked on the roster front mate to be honest um how was the lemon drizzle cake <laughs> well this is this is it so i didn't want to be like because you know what i'm like normally i'd be like look mate like you've been a prick like I ain't happening like what would you think we're mates or something like but i was trying to be diplomatic about it and i was like look you know like ross is a bit full whatever like took your apology call 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 but like when he when he asked, it did kind of get my back up a little bit. So he was talking away, and then he starts going on about, obviously, like I know you don't need to message my ex missus because I know like you've got birds on lock and that. And I mean, if me and you went out together, like we could get loads of birds together and just like we could have our own Playboy mansion. And I was like, what is this cunt talking about? So yeah. he, he's going on and on about all this like mad nonsense, trying to kiss my ass. And then he's asking about Pasha, and I'm like. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm a big fan of um, of lemon drizzle cake, actually. 
blocked. Boom. Blocked me. <laughs> yeah. Just he just knows, doesn't he? Me. And I think I screenshotted it and sent it to like to, to Helder and to Focky and, and to Soul and everyone else. It was just just literally a running joke for the next six months. I'll tell I'll I'll, I'll message you later and tell you who it was, but mate, like I think and, I've got an idea, but yeah, when you tell me later, I'll let Yeah, but like the geese, like I've got no problem with him at all. If I saw him to this day, like I'd be like, all right, mate, as it going, sort of thing. But yeah, the, the weirdest guy, bruv, just the weird, like I don't know this woman, but that's what it was like for some of us back in the days. And you're right, like yeah, when yeah. you see some of the abuse these people get just from being on telly and even people that like start to make it as celebs, you know, like these like chunks and Philly and these young guys and that, and people that are coming up now. And you think like, like the amount of shit that I got in my inbox just for having a residency at a, at a famous club and for having a pirate radio show that was like semi-popular, the amount yeah. of weirdos in my inbox, like, fuck me. That's what, like, I, it, that's what when people say like, oh, this celebrity is being a snowflake because they've took themselves off Twitter. I'm like, Nah, mate, like social media is like having an open window to, window to your house. Like if you don't want people yeah. shouting in it, shut the fucking window, delete it, see you later. Like you got to do it. Yeah, mate. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and it, that's, you know, like for the small, for the small bit that I saw, you know, like I say, I still flick through, I don't, not, I don't know why, because I think there's so many like weird messages in there, I don't delete them, but I flick through and I, it's like, oh my God, look, it's, yeah, I remember that and I remember this and you know what I mean? Like, you know these messages that are just like, all right, bruv, what you like, da, 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 and then you're like, air punctuation of that. You're Greg, yeah, and things <laughs> like that, and like that I never even see it. It's like deleted user, you know, because it was in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, just bare question yeah, marks, bare exclamation marks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, talking uh, talking about Pasha, Pasha, that was uh, that was good. That was a good um, the best that was of a times, good time. Man. That was yeah, it was good, man. It was good. I remember. Uh, I mean, uh, like going back to talking about. Me working, I, I remember the first time I played there with with you guys or for, for you guys, you know, with you guys for you guys. Um, I was working in Germany. I remember leaving. I remember leaving Germany at midday and driving and driving home and having a shower, like literally running in my house, having a shower, getting back in the car and driving to Victoria and walking through the door about ten minutes before my set and being like, like "What's going on? What's going on?" Absolutely shattered, but like. You know, it was it was surreal. I also remember really wanting to enjoy the night, you know, like and but finishing my set and finding out that someone someone I'd gone there with had taken all the drinks vouchers and gone and stood at the bar and just drunk drink after drink after drink with all the drinks vouchers to a point where they was paralytic in the toilet, <laughs> couldn't get off the toilet floor, you know, and like I think it was I think it was John Warren and his missus were like. Yeah, we, like we, she's she's like she's done. She's like this puke everywhere. Blah blah blah. It's like yeah, I'm 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 out of here and just going, you know, like and not staying to watch the red because it was just like too much ag. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? I was, like buzzing from my set and buzzing from the night just to then to have to deal with that. It was uh, yeah. It was absolutely um, crazy fucking 16 hours in it like driving all the way back from jail i remember you telling me at the time you were like no, i'm definitely gonna make it i'm definitely gonna make it no, i've just got to get yeah. back from germany and i was like fuck me <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? like a, like an update just coming through belgium now yeah just at the tunnel right now down at folkestone it's like yeah just got to cobham just gonna have a quick shower and then i'm gonna head down you know and i'm like i say i remember it was like 50 i'm sure it was like 50, i think i walked in Got the drinks vouchers. That was our mistake. Got got the drinks vouchers and was like, look after, look after them. them. Go. 
yeah, look after them. I'm going to play my set. And the next thing you know, I remember you know, seeing the you drink, say where's it? the drinks vouchers. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, yeah. I remember seeing you say it, look after them. And I looked and I, I and I looked and it was it was John's missus was there as well. And I looked at her and I was like, this this ain't gonna end well. This is this not gonna end well, well yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was me, me and me and John's drinks vouchers. You yeah. know what I mean? I had the whole lot or something like that, whatever it was. It was like look after them. And I think he was like, Yeah, look after them. And the next thing you know, it was like, Where's the girls? Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, my missus is there. She's all right. Yeah, but she's at, she she's done. They've done all the drinks vouchers. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was. I, and I think I had one beer. I think I had one beer through through the whole thing. Someone come and brought me a beer. There's a beer. I had a beer. Played my set. I was like, driven 16 hours. I ain't stopped. I ain't stopped. I, I could have done with, like, having a few beers anyway. It's like, right, I'm going to go and get a beer. Where's the drinks vouchers? Nah. <laughs> nah, you got to go. you got to go. So it was, um, yeah, that was interesting. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was just one of the met, met very messy nights we've had, we've had out because for a long time it was. Um, I kind of don't regret it because I always had fun. But yeah. part, some of the, a lot of the nights, you know, playing out, I don't really remember, you know, everything because because we would go it, we'd go so hard at it, you know. Yeah, even um, some of the Sundays, like if it was a bank holiday, especially, or or if I managed to blag the Monday morning off work. You know, we'd go out and get absolutely blotto, and like we'd we'd get a train in into Central or whatever, and then end up on yeah. a fucking end up on a, a on a train back to Cobham at like, bruv, not even like late, like half nine, and we're on there yeah, just yeah. completely pissed out of our heads because we've been on it since like lunchtime, and yeah, yeah. I, I I don't remember what what I've played that day. I don't remember if the club was busy. I don't remember if we walked away with any cash. I'm just like, a lot of that time in my life is a proper blur, and I say that to that's what nowadays I'm just like I can't. She, I think she worries sometimes when I flirt with like doing radio and the music and that. Like she worries I'm going to go back to that, and I have to explain to her like my my insides could not take it. Like there's yeah. no fucking. Don't worry, way. it's okay. I'll be in bed by ten. Yeah, literally. I'll be back and in bed by ten. Yeah, no, it, but, it's 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 the case that like if you know if we go out nowadays, like I mean, as I say, the last time I had, a, I had an actual drink, I had one pint. We went to like a little uh, festive Christmas market down down by the river the other day. Um, down by London Bridge and Tower Bridge. It was a nice, you know, like a bit of grub. Sort of like the 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 food sort of side of Winter Wonderland. Now that's sort of grub there, do you know what I mean? But without yeah, yeah. all of the cunts. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, so we were there and um, I had one pint. But apart from that one pint, I've not been drinking. I ain't had a drink since my birthday. And even that night, we left you in the pub at like what? We left the pub at about 10, no later than. Yeah, weren't weren't a late one, was it? We was no. we were supposed I mean, to. Walk, I, mean, we, I mean, we started at two, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we was we were supposed to. We were going to walk and get the last train. We ended up in a bar somewhere, and you know, ended up. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was another one. It was another mad one. You know, well, not a mad one, but it was yeah. already. <clears throat> like that's that's. I think that's a lot of the, lot of the, lot of the issue is once we get started, there's no. It's really hard to have that off switch. You know, I'm I'm murder for it, and I I people are like, no, I'm going at six. I'm like, nah, 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 stand up another beer, going up another two beers, and it all ends up turning into like, yeah, I didn't go to work this morning, and my missus ain't talking to me. I I remember trying to leave at five, and then the next thing you know, it was four a.m. and we were trying to get a taxi. I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. You know, I'm I'm in just as much shit as you are. You know, but. Mate, your the, missus is angry with me as well you know exactly my favorite one though was was that time when i'd like stopped drinking for for a good few months and then like you were you were going through some stuff and i was going through some stuff as well at the same time and you were like 
fuck it, what are you doing on Friday? And at the time I'd stopped drinking because anyone who knows me about 10 years ago, I weighed about 21, 22 stone. Um, and I went on a health kick. John Warren got me on a diet plan and a gym plan and everything else. Big up, John. Um, and yeah, like I just I stopped drinking as part of it. And I, I lost a few stones straight away. And I was like, well, I've got to go and do a bit of clothes shopping because nothing's really fitting me anymore. Um, so like, let's meet up and, and have a bit of lunch and, and go clothes shopping. I took half day from work. So I come down to Wimbledon, met you. We had a bit of food and we were like, oh, let's go for a quick drink first. And and that was it, mate. It was just fucking game over. Next thing you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night and we're outside fucking Sainsbury's in Cobb and petrol station, just like doing the fucking lovebirds in the, in the forecourt, hands in the air, singing, <laughs> singing at the top of our voices. Um, and just like, yeah, waking up on Saturday morning, like, fuck me, I've, I'm supposed to be at work today. Like, I don't even know where I am. I've never been to your house at that point. And it's in, it, like where you lived at that point was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And I woke up on the sofa and it was only because I went to the bathroom and I saw a picture on the wall of you and that like, family and that. And I was like, I oh, think, fuck, I'm somewhere where I know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was like the middle of nowheresville. You know, you look at it, it was just fields and yeah. and nothing, wasn't it? So, yeah, it's, uh, that's what I mean. See what I mean? I'm like a bad influence. I'm a bad influence on myself. You know, that's why I'm the same, like, I have to, people say, just have one beer, just have a couple of beers. I'm like, nah, I can't. I can go for, I can do like you. I can go for like three, four months, go to parties, go to bars, go to here, go to there and drink, you know, water and drink like, not drink a sip of alcohol. I don't need to drink like, you know, zero alcohol free beer or anything like that, you know. And I don't, I don't drink. To, I, and the thing is as well, I don't drink to get drunk. I just, I, I enjoy having a beer and I enjoy having a beer and then it's another beer and it's another beer. And the next thing you know, it's, you know, Cobham, Cobham Sainsbury's, you know, like it's that, that will have again. So I, I have to sort of go, I'm not, I'm not going to have a, any drink because if I have one, it's like, yeah, it's like um, Frank the Tank in, uh, what film is that? Um, can't think yeah. of what it's, what's, it's not old school, is it? I can't it is old school. Yeah, it's yeah. old school, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just going. We're just we, we're going. Where is it? We're going streaking. His missus is out with her with, with her mates, and he's like running down the middle of the road, and he's naked, and she's like, "What's he doing?" Like, we're going to go on streak because he's had like one beer, and that's turned into like doing like beer beer bongs and all that sort of shit. So yeah, yeah that's and, what. Um, um, we went out the other night for Eamon's birthday. We went to that um, with Dizio Preto just to get a big munch on uh, on Friday. And I was literally, I was the only person like Nick and that was there and, and, and Fardy and them man. And I was just like, I was like, no, I'll just have a Diet Coke. I went gym before I went there, banged out a heavy squat session, went there and just, I ate my body weight in fucking Brazilian beef. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, man. I didn't want to touch a beer because I knew if I did, I'd end up having five or six or seven and I had to be up early Saturday morning. So it's like, I can do it quite easily and not bother. But a, a big part of it now is I just like, I, I do enjoy going out and, having, and, and, and getting tanked. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's the next day and it just it writes me off for two or three days and it's just like now nah, i need to try and be optimal for the because it's my weekend off work do you know what i mean i need to try and yeah. be op optimal and about and, and get stuff done you know so yeah that's the, i think that's the that's the thing when you know when you've got misses and you've got stuff to do and you've got like you, you work a hard job you know it's, it's different you know it's different to what it was like back then it was just like go out party you know me and you was both me and you was both single so it was go out party if i woke up in I don't know, in, in Clapham at like 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, not knowing where I was, it's fine. I'll go and have a couple more beers, you know, find somewhere, get an home, go home. Like, it was all right. But now it's like, 
you know, we both got we've we've both got partners. I've got my little boy. You know, he's 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 wild. He's a handful. So you wake up in the morning and feel like someone's hit you around the head with saying it ain't we did no it. fun. We, we did it before when I came out when you were living in Spain. Like that next that next day after we like we were drinking on the first night. I mean, we did go way over the top, but. Yeah, I think it's about 5am people <laughs> shouting out their windows at us to fuck off, I think. <laughs> but like, you, you, I woke up in the morning and I could hear your little boy, I, I say in the morning, it was probably about 11 o'clock, and I could hear your little boy running around and I could hear the desperation in your voice. And I was like, yeah, we just, that, that was not the smartest move in the fucking world at all. Nah. But we were both written off for most of that day, weren't we? We were like, I was like, oh yeah, I'll go out to Spain and have a nice quiet weekend and it would be really nice. And the entire first day we were there, we were both just on the sofa trying to trying to focus on watching the football and drink as much water as humanly possible because we were both dead. <laughs> Until after lunchtime. And then that was it, straight back on the Cervezas. Yeah, standard things, standard things. That's what we do. Thing, the thing about there, which was, you know, which which not, not, as not many people realised was a lot of the time as well, we'd have people come in back to back so like you would go and then there'd be a day and then like someone else would come for four days or three days or five days. And it was like, we was on holiday, you know, like, so like when you was there, we like, yeah, we've got to go there and do this. And we've got to go there and do this. And like, we get some beers and have a drink tonight at home and like make some food and then tomorrow. And it would be like, it would be like a weekend for four nights. And then you would go and we'd be like hanging and then, someone else would turn up and it'd be like, right, we've got to go there. We've got to go here. We've got to have a bit of food and drink some wine. Like that. And it'd be like, and so, and I think there was at one point me and Daze sort of said to each other, I'm so, I'm so glad no one's coming out. Yeah. You know, after next week, we've got like 10 days before anyone's coming because we were like, we were burnt out, you know, because yeah. every single night, you know, we were doing that like four, didn't want it, didn't want you to come out and be like, yeah, we're not doing anything. We're not going to go here. We're not going to go there. We're not going to show you all these nice little places we can go and eat and have a bit of dinner here and make this and that. We'd be like, yeah, you, we've got to take you here. We've got to take you there. So we do that. And then the next person would come out, we've got to take you here. We've got to take you there. We've got to go and have this, got to go and have one Euro tapas. We've got to go and the, And it was like, we were like, it was like our full-time job. Yeah. And in the summer, it would be like eight, 12, eight, 10 weeks of like, you know, doing that. It was mad, you know, real, you know, really enjoyable making like lots of good, good fun and you know lots of good times but also you'd be like can't wait for no one to be coming out yeah just for like four days so that we can just drink some water like you say just drink some water <laughs> drink some water and just not not eat out you know sit in and eat have a salad at home you know it was like it was mad yeah man so, good times good times and good memories um speaking of good yeah, memories man. it is a fucking christmas special um, yes so I wanted to, to do some sort of Christmassy bollocks on here because we've waffled on for over an hour about our random life and, and everything else. And we, you know what it's like when we get together, we could sit and talk for fucking seven, eight hours. Like on my birthday, Joe was saying to me, she was just like, I never ever see you waffle like you do when like when Greg and Daisy are there and you just talk about all of the shit that you've done. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, been around the block a few times, but um, there's could- so much of it there. That's that that's the, that's the thing to just to cut into your, 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 what you're saying a little bit is I had the same thought when you said to me, come on the podcast, look like you said to me ages ago, I'll get you on. I'll get you on at some point you come on. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Watch like listening to them all and all that. And I sat down and I thought, right, I should really, I should write a couple of things down. Cause talking to memories, my memory's really terrible at the minute, you know, like, or not at the minute, but now, you know, nowadays I think from what we've just been talking about, it probably hasn't helped, you know, <laughs> but 
like my memory's terrible and sometimes I ask my missus the same thing like three or four times. I was like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write some things down. I thought, nah, nah, because I know what'll happen. You'll go uh, like Pasha and I'll go this and I'll say that and it will just end up, it'll be more natural, you know, to to just sort of like relive some some of our, our wild memories. So yeah, I was... Um, yeah, we could rewrite a lot of the stuff that we've done probably as a sitcom. And I know a lot of people probably think that about their friendships and think that about their nights out or whatever. But they're wild like, stories. Yeah, so, Some of the situations like, you, you could know, not write the, them. The stories that we could go into that would probably get us banned on Spotify for a start. Um, yeah. But then also, you know, things like things like Brighton for Nick's birthday, for example. That was yeah, a, exactly, that was yeah. a fucking saga in and of itself like you could the, the people that were there not just us necessarily but the people that yeah. were there you could write those people as characters in a movie do you know what i mean yeah like and the fitness it, and the... <laughs> southport weekender like fuck me how many people in the world have got a southport weekender memory do you know what i mean about like what they got up to and do you know it, it, it is mad when you think about like as i say the, the way we were all brought together by music and everything else is it's been fantastic and I, I only really missed that aspect of it. But I think, yeah. I think that if we were, if we all had like a particular club night or promotion or, or something like that business wise that we were involved in, that would be a good crack. But as for the rest of it, I don't necessarily miss, I don't really want to meet anyone from that industry anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I like talking to new people on here. Um, and people that I've not really had conversations with, like you know Scott Diaz, who's been on, and a few others. Like it's been nice. Yeah, to... you've had some really, really good guests, man. You've had some really interesting. Everyone's had an interesting story, exactly, or exactly, you know, like you know, one way or another, it's linked into it, or something completely obscure that's that's still like really interesting. Like been really good. That's why yeah. that's like like I say, well, I'm glad that you sort of been blasting a load out. Yeah. And there'll be more of that. There'll be more of people that I don't really know that I get to have on a podcast. And I, I do I do enjoy that because it challenges me to look them up a little bit, do you know what I mean? And, and talk to them about things that they have done or things that I might know about them or, you know, little odds and sods. And then, you know, also ask questions and get to know people better. But with shows like this, you know, not, not dissimilar to the four hours that I did with Eamon. I mean, you know, we covered a lot of ground, but a lot of that was sharing memories of the stuff that we've all gotten up to together. And I'm really thankful for that part of my life and for you being a big part of it. And, you know, the memories, I mean, fucking hell. Like, I mean, for me, I'll get onto the Christmas stuff. I haven't diverted, but for me, um, the kind of the end of my run really with the music stuff and with the raving and the festivals and everything else, the end for me was probably your birthday in Ibiza. That for me was kind of like the culmination of that side of my life. If, if you notice, like we came back, I calmed down a lot. I mean, I had my birthday a few weeks after that and we had the incident at the curry house, um, which yeah, yeah. we'll tell that which story. For legal before, reasons, yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to talk uh, about uh, it fully. I'll, but... I'll, I'll tell that story. I don't give a fuck. They can arrest me for that. <laughs> According to, to Boris Johnson, the police don't uh, investigate crimes that happened a year ago. So that was three Absolutely. years ago. Now we're good. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But yeah, wow. three apart years from, is mad. Yeah. Apart from that night, um, I've like calmed right down since then. I met my missus not long after that. I settled down. You know, like things, you know, changed quite rapidly for me after I come back. And I think that was like the culmination. It was a good sign off. Yeah, the culmination of all of like my time in music and going out to Ibiza, having a big blowout, getting completely cunted for five days, like with like some of my favourite people in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like you, your missus, Nick, Eamon, do you know, like 
even Phil. Um, <laughs> like it was just a really, really good time for us to to all be together. And for me, that was like the perfect send off, not of my friendship circle, obviously by any means, but but that sort of side of my love of the music and the clubbing scene and everything else for me. Yeah, that was a little bit of a farewell. And I'll dip my toe in it every now and then. And I'll DJ for certain parties every now and then if they come up and the money's right and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, to be honest with you, that was, yeah, that was a nice way of, of rounding things off for me. And yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good 15 odd years. But yeah, mate, thank you for being such a, a big part of that as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me, you know. And, and again, with my birthday, you know, it's a pleasure to have you there. You know, it was... Yeah. I don't think it would have been the same. You know, I was, I was sort of, when we were, when we were arranging it, I was like plugging away at everyone. I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to just fill s- slots. You know, I didn't want to just be like, oh, if Jay, if you can't come, then I'll, I'll let me see if anyone else has got a mate who wants to come. It weren't, it weren't about that. You know, it was getting, it was getting the right people there. And it was such a, it was like different, like a few little different pockets of my mates. And it was like, yeah. it was spot on, you know, a few people that couldn't make it that would have loved to have made it. But, you know, financial reasons and things like that couldn't make it. And well, mate, even yeah, at the time, was... at the time I was broke and I said to you, I was like, Do you know what? I've got two options. It's either I'll get a new credit card, whack it on that and risk not paying it off. Or like my credit was good. I just took out a loan. I was like, right, boom, 1500 quid. Give me that. I'll pay that off over the next year. I don't care. I'm there hundred percent. Cause I knew, I knew it was going to be a puck of time. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, mate, no, it was, it was, it was so worth doing. Um, as I say, like just, yeah, just a, a big, a big fucking momentous time in my life. Just, yeah, it, as as mash up as we it's did a, get. A good way to do it, eh? And look, yeah. a big thanks to my missus for for arranging it all, and yeah, man. Um, you know everyone that came and made it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Lost got low bat, low battery. Um, yeah, I um. Yeah, do you know what it is out here? I've got all travel adapters and they have yeah. a different style of plug out here. So I bought like five or six travel adapters and it ain't that. So I've got one charger, which is like a slow charger. So yeah, a bit of a boring story. But but, but yeah, there, everyone everyone that everyone that made it happen and 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 came out and um yeah, it was um it was one to one to remember, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's been a great road. But obviously, you know, if you are low battery in at the minute on the old blower, then uh, we'll crack on with the Christmas segment of the show. Yeah, let's do it. For the last let's bit. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on your top five, if you can, your top five Christmas movies of all time. Right, so I've got, I think, I, I did write this down, but it's in my phone, so I'm going to go, I'm going to I'm going to try and remember them. So I had Elf. Yeah. It's probably my, probably my favourite. Um and I had there's a couple of weird ones in there, but Santa Claus a movie. Do you remember that one? The original one. Yeah, yeah. From the uh, from the eighties, Dudley Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in my top five to, as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the little fella who's in it. Was yeah, that's, um, that's, Dudley that's, Moore? Dudley Moore, yeah. And John Dudley Moore, John, it? John John Lithgow's the um the the toy factory fella. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I had that um, Gremlins. I stuck Gremlins in there. And it's not not sort of a Christmas. It is, such, but it is though. It is. I ain't seen it in years and years and years. But it's. I was. I was unsure. I was like, "Is it? Is it? Isn't it?" I remember it like they're giving us a gift, aren't they, the Gremlins? Yeah. So, um, what else? Yeah, yeah. National Lampoons Christmas oh. Vacation and uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. I don't know. If I forgot Home Alone. It was like the first one that came to me when I thought of I thought of Christmas. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So that was my five. For me. 
it's got to be. Um, number five would probably be Santa Claus, the movie, the original one from the eighties, Dudley Moore. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's class. Like, I just I love everything about that movie. Uh, a lot of people don't even know about it either. Like you show it to people, like yeah. what the fuck is this? And for me, it's a classic. Um, probably Home Alone as well is probably in my top. I mean, and and it could be either Home Alone one or Home Alone two. I wouldn't you know split the two of them. I enjoy both of them. Obviously, the second one kind of goes over the same old gags as the first one. Um, yeah. So you know, in that sense. Home Alone one's probably the better film in all honesty. Um, third one's probably um, it's probably Die Hard, and I don't care what anyone says. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one was there. It was there, but I was like, yeah. At number two, number six. Yeah, at number two. Um, if it's difficult for me to separate the top two because it just depends on what mood I'm in. But Bad Santa is probably number two. Uh, yeah. Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. Um, and the late great Bernie Mac, it's just a fucking absolute classic. Like it just, it, it's it's the little lines in it and the things that you like in between the main di- like you know stuff that they say and everything else that for me just just crack me up. Uh, and and the midget especially is just he's just too funny. Um, yeah. but the, the number one for me um, was one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Bill Murray, Scrooged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good film shout. for me at Christmas. Every Christmas, I've got to watch that at least once. Um, that and Bad Santa and the Santa Claus. I always have to watch those three at Christmas. I, I, I tend to watch all five on my list, to be honest with you. But, but yeah, I've, I've made Joe sit through Scrooge the last two or three Christmases um, and Bad Santa as well. Um, but yeah, Scrooge for me, Bill Murray, you know, original Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, fucking everything that geezer's ever done. It's just top ab- class, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just absolute gold. Um, but yeah, now for me, those are the ones. Um, let me know, all of you lot who are locked in, if you're or if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below, let me know your top five Christmas movies since we are at that time of year, or you can send your top five into the over the hill podcast at gmail.com. Um, what about Christmas songs? Because it's a weird one. Sometimes I really, really like them, but other times, like by the time you're walking around, like we went, um, we went Oxford Street the other day and we had to pop into H&M and get a couple of bits and bobs and like she was looking around and everything else I just went and sat down because I'm like I don't really like want to be wandering around in here um and yeah like I'd heard the same Christmas tune four or five times in the different shops that we'd been to it was like the same one on loop and it was like doing my nut in a bit but there's a couple that I really like um what about you is there any Christmas songs that you actually really enjoy yeah, do you know what? You might you might change my mind. You might say something and change my mind. But I'm more like classic, you know, like not I don't like pop. I don't like pop Christmas songs, you know. Yeah. It's more about, you know, old school. It's a bit beginning to look a lot like Christmas and things like that. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, this week at work, it was snowing really heavy. It was snow everywhere. One of the guys I'm working with, Belgian guy, he put, um, he put all Christmas songs on. And it was all stuff like that, you know. Um, and it really started, you know, I could have been, I could have been, it could have been Christmas Eve, you know, it really yeah. got me in that, got me in that, that, um, that sort of Christmas mood. So yeah, for me, um, that sort of stuff, more old, more old school, classic Christmas, Christmas tunes, be, like say, beginning to look like a lot like Christmas and stuff like that. So I do like, um, I, I like the, um, the actual silent night, um, uh, oh holy night and all that kind of stuff i really enjoy that stuff like especially if i mean i've been to a lot of house gospel choir parties um shouts out to season one episode 
five or six with Raf from House Gospel Choir. I've spoken to him about this and their, their Christmas parties are amazing because they do a lot of the like original Christmas stuff, but as a choir, do you know what I mean? So when you hear it like that, it sounds fucking amazing, especially gospel choirs. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, I think the Pogues is probably still, it's still the best, you know, like it's just, there's just something about that song that when you hear it, it's like now, now I feel Christmassy and I know it's not, it is yeah, that's that, a shout. Yeah, it's not that typical poppy fucking, do you know what I mean? I don't want a lot for, do you know what I mean? It's not like everyone hears that and they go, oh, Mariah's fucking defrosted, it's Christmas. Like, yeah, yeah. Got the Michael Bublé out, but like, for me, it's the Pogues. Like, when you hear the Pogues, like, I'm like, all right, now it's Christmas. Like, that's it for me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. When Mariah comes on, I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, sort of wanting to throw myself out of a window, but, <laughs> It ain't the same, you know. I want like that. I want that Christmas Eve, you know, like that Christmas Eve vibe where yeah. you just have the, a little the, drink, you're getting King yourself Cole and uh, the Bing Cosby. Exactly. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And get yeah. get yourself plugged up, ready for like with your family, Christmas trees there. You know, all the lights are down. And kind of like, kind of like Home Alone scene, you know, like before they they forgot about him. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, that's um for me like that's that's Christmas, you know. The Home Alone, the uh, the Home Alone theme music as well. You know, like when you get in and someone might be watching it on the telly and you hear that. It's like, oh yeah, sweet, happy days. It's that time of year. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wandering down to buy himself a toothbrush and a few bits <laughs> like that. You know. See, that's the thing. That's with with Christmas movies. I don't tend to put I don't tend to put a Christmas movie on. I'll watch saying my missus said something to me which I'd never even really thought about, and she's like, she's like, I, I said we could put on whatever film. We can watch this whenever we want, or we can put whatever film on we want. Like these days, you know, it ain't an issue. You know, however you're gonna gonna watch it. And she was like, she was like, yeah, but I like to think of the fact that everyone, well, not everyone, but you know, people are sat there watching the same film at the same time as me yeah. at Christmas. You know, yeah. and she, I'd never really thought about it like that. You know, so yeah. it's like if we're if I'm watching Gremlins, there's a good chance you're watching it. This person's watching that person. So never really thought about it like that. And I, and and it made me think, you know. Like now we got the thing is back in the day when you had four channels, yeah. you know you had four channels on your telly, and BBC wouldn't have had a film on. You know it would have been on ITV. You would have been most most of the country would have been watching Die Hard, yeah, or Santa Claus the movie or Gremlins. You know what I mean? And like so, I get what she I get where she's coming from with that, and I'd never really thought about it until then. So, and my my missus will tell you, I love Christmas. You know it's so important. I'm like. We done we done Christmas at our house um, last year. We had a few like a couple of people that that didn't have anywhere to go on Christmas. I mean, you know, we broke the rules. Same like Boris broke the rules last year. But like my mum and dad, my mum and dad was was were worried about Chris about about Corona and having people over. They they were not so much following the rules, but I think at the time they, that obviously the time there was no vaccination or anything like that, so they were like. We just we're 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 just gonna stay at home. Really sorry, we're gonna stay at home. My sister was doing the same, and Daisy's mum and was was doing the same, and her family was doing this. So it was like, right, well, we're this we 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 were supposed to be we were supposed to be having people at ours. We had food for like sixteen people, you know. So all of a sudden, no one was coming to ours. We were like, well, now let's get like let's ring this person, that person, that you know. So we had like. We had a few people that weren't celebrating Christmas at home for whatever reason, you know, friends that had, friends that had lost family or friends that family weren't around or, for, you know what I mean? So we were like, right, and, and it was really good. We had like, 
Christmas Day. It was, it was, it was just completely different. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning, people were turning up with bottles of drink, you know, already half cut, already half cut, either from the night before or, you know, been drinking since they got up. And it was just, yeah, it was a, it was a bit different. I love, like I say, I love Christmas. My missus is like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, nah, get everything. You know, I want to, we want to have a turkey. I want to have a this, I want to have a that. Then we do like ham in the evening. And then we have Christmas pudding, Christmas dinner, Christmas mince pies. I'm like, it's all about, for me, if my missus said to me, oh, well, let's not bother getting a tree this year because we're going away for Christmas. I'd be like, nah, we're still having a tree. We're still decorating the tree. We're still having, even if we're not here for, even if we're only here for like four of the days it's up, we're having a tree, you know? So it's one of the times where I really get into the festive yeah. you know festive spirit i really is a big thing for me more now now like obviously my sister's got two kids and now they're a little bit older and they can sort of engage and like they, they know what present they're getting do you know what i mean when they're little toddlers like you get them a little toy or whatever and they're just happy or whatever but yeah 100 percent. now they're now they're in it a little bit more and they're making their lists and you know like you can actually have conversations with them about their presents and that. like i enjoy all of that i've seen them over the last couple of christmases um a fair bit and then obviously like you know obviously now i'm with someone whereas you know pretty much every christmas before that i weren't even seeing anyone so the last few christmases obviously it's quite a big religious deal to her as well so um yeah i'm i'm a lot more into it nowadays than i was um back in the day um but yeah i do the biggest thing for me is a, i do love a christmas dinner and and that was going to be my my final sort of um my final sort of question to put you on a spot for perfect christmas dinner what is on your plate um everything if i can use that answer you need me to go into it is that that way that wayne slob answer from harry enfield the (laughs) lots what do you mean plate oh you mean trough i'm gonna be um i um yeah everything i like pretty much if it's christmasy i'm having it you know i remember i mean i think i think it goes back to like back to not not you know back in the day when family didn't have nothing you know like and then it was always an important day of the year, you know? And I remember going, well, we used to go to my nan's for Christmas dinner and they would have, you know, sausage meat, stuffing, chestnut stuffing. They would have everything. It would yeah. be like, it was a day of eating. You'd have every single thing. If it was Christmassy food, they had it. You know what I mean? But they didn't have, they didn't have a load of money, my nan and granddad, but that was a day where it was, you know, it was like the queen was coming over, you know, and that's how much food they put on, you know, and you'd you'd finish your dinner, you'd finish eating your dinner and it'd be like, right, who's having pudding? And there'd be like every single like dessert, Christmas pudding, brandy butter, brandy, brandy custard, this, 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 like everything. And then that would go away and you'd sit down and put the telly on and within about half hour, my nan was up making sandwich. Right, who's having sandwich? It was just it was a day of eating and I think that's where it it, it comes from that for, with me from like my Christmas day which is why when I say to my missus we well yeah we know we've got but we've got to have we've got to have that and we've got to have this yeah no we can't just have that we've got to have that as well and we've yeah. got to have this she's like how much food who are we serving are we, how many people we've got coming I'm like yeah but you can't have Christmas pudding and not brandy butter and brandy this and normal custard and cream and da 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 you know so I think it comes from there. So when I say everything, I mean like anything. If it's if it's meant to be, or if you can have it with a Christmas dinner, it's on my plate. 
Yeah, basically. Think, for me, there's essentials. Like, I mean, I'm not going to do because this Christmas it's going to be Christmas Day at least. It's going to be pretty much just me on my own. Uh, I'm going to go see my sister Christmas Eve, um, as I as I do usually every year. Um, like, I spent quite a lot of years down in Devon for it, but just work wise and stuff, it's just a bit of a mission for me to get down there this year, and as it has been for the last couple. Um, she's obviously going to spend it with family because, as I say, it's a big religious deal, and she missed last year. Last year ended up being just me and her, so. Um, and the year before that, she had to come back. She had to drive back from Leicester Christmas Day because she had to work Boxing Day at the hospital. So um, she's not really had an, an extended break at home with her family. So I'm going to I'm going to be at home for a couple of days on my Todd. But I'm going to buy a leg of lamb because I've got to have but at least at least. Let me one stop meat. you. Go on. Let me stop you there. Um, I should do do this off off air, but come to ours. We're, we're having we're, we're doing something in the evening on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day evening. Or box and or Boxing Day. So if you're yeah. up for it, maybe Boxing you know, you, Day. Yeah, maybe Boxing. Yeah, maybe day. come Boxing Day. Yeah, sorry yeah. To, to cut over you. I, I no, just know I forget otherwise. <laughs> yeah, mate, I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I've definitely got to have at least one meat. So I'm going to buy a leg of lamb. We're going to do our Christmas Day on the 28th when she comes back. Because um, yeah, both, nice. We, we've both got to go work anyway the next day. So so I'm going to end up doing two Christmas dinners. But I'm going to cook myself a Christmas dinner. I'll have the spuds. Spuds quintessential for any roast. Got to be you know. Got to have a roast spud. Got to have a meat. So I'm going to have lamb because she don't really eat red meat. So that's that's going to be me an entire leg of lamb, which is what I've done last Christmas as well. Um, so I bought this leg of lamb weeks in advance and left it in the freezer. Obviously, everyone's Christmas plans went up the spout. She had to stay back in London. So I've gone and bought a fucking massive gammon as well. So I've ended up doing this whole, like, bro, when I say a massive gammon, it was like twice the size of my fucking head. It was massive. Um, yeah, man. And an entire leg of lamb just for me and her last Christmas. So we were eating that for fucking weeks. Um, yeah. But then, it's all right, because that's the thing. That's the thing. It's all right, because I say to my missus, it's Christmas. Any other time... <laughs> Any other time of the year, you wouldn't cook a turkey that feeds 18 to 24 people, <laughs> you know, with with two kilos of potatoes, you know, like an X, Y, and Z, and have it all spread and every, you know, cover it in great. Any other time of year, you wouldn't do it. But yeah. it's like Christmas. You're like, no, we better get this one. We better get this turkey here that feeds the whole fucking street, you know? And then it's you just go, you just, you just, yeah, you just feast on it for days and days and days. Everyone wonders why it's like, why they, why they, they can't fit into no clothes in January. And it's, because you're eating like that that's why I've, I've literally since since um since i last saw you i've like i've lost over a stone brother and i knew i had to do it before christmas because it's like them three or four days it's just going to get packed back on but for me yeah the spuds the spuds are essential yep, spuds and the meat stuffing um pigs in blankets parsnips yep. parsnips and sprouts um and then probably carrots as well and maybe Yorkies. Other than that, anything else is fair game. I do. Like yeah, I'll tell you what. Yorkshire's Yorkshire's are a, a contentious area, aren't they? They are at Christmas. Are like, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. It's not. It's not because a roast dinner. It goes with beef. That's all it goes with. You don't have it at Christmas dinner, and it's like, well, there's no like rule book here. But some people are like adamant that you cannot have Yorkshire's with with a with a Christmas dinner. Yeah. And I, yeah. it's not. That's not me. That's not me. You, like I say, everything I'm doing, yeah, I'm making you everything. You're one of them people. You can't like not have one item on there. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like bread sauce. You want bread sauce? You got bread sauce. You know what I mean? It's coming yeah. out. If you don't eat it, don't eat it. it but it's it's going to be there. You know, like if it can go, or if someone likes it on on the on the, on on their, their their food, it's there. You know what I mean? Well, my granddad used to have ketchup. You know, my granddad would have ketchup on his roast on his roast dinner on his Christmas dinner. 
you know he's nuts it's probably where i get it from you know but, it's, but yeah it's, it's it's a great it's a great time of year and it's like it's just yeah you do get away with just eating whatever i mean I, I was the same back in the day. It'd always be like, we'd go, um, we'd maybe do Christmas day at my mum's. After my mum and dad broke up, we'd do like Christmas day at my mum's, do the presents, early dinner, go around my dad's, he'd pick us up in the evening and then we'd right, we'd be there for boxing day sort of thing. So we'd go there Christmas evening, do presents and all that. My nan would usually have done like, she wouldn't do a Christmas dinner Christmas day if we were, if the kids weren't going to be there. Do you know what I mean? Because we'd always do it boxing day, either at her house with like my uncle and everything else, or we go to my uncle's house with, with his wife and his mother-in-law and all that. So we'd always have like nibbles on Christmas evening at my dad's house. And then, yeah, yeah. and then with my nan there and my aunt and everything else. And then boxing day, we'd have like a second entire brand new Christmas dinner. Do you know what I mean? It was like, and then we'd go home after boxing day back to my mum's and there'd still be all the leftover grub from fucking Christmas day, two days later. So yeah, mate, I used, I used to love it as a kid, just in terms of, of having a munch and, and obviously presents and that, but yeah, no, I, did, I did go through a long period of not really, not really giving a monkeys about it. But these these days, I'm definitely a bit different, you know. Like, um, I've actually got. I'll move me. Uh, I'll move my laptop and just show you quickly. I've actually got a fucking. I've actually got a tree, mate. A tree, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, see, that's this, that's what happens when you got a missus. Things change, you know. You can't have. Yeah. The, you got. You got. Your your place looks more like lived in. I remember it's. <laughs> you know, like. I remember when I was single. It was like. It was just like a bachelor pad, you know, like people come around. Yeah. Can, have you got any, like any of these? And you go like, nah, I've, I've got one knife and fork in there, which is my one, but you can borrow it if you want. You know, it's like, or plastic. I know, but I've got these plastic knives and forks. It's like, why ain't you got no cutlery, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, trees and things like that. Cause you know, like back then, you know, you were probably ain't going to be there. You're going to be somewhere else. You're going to be out yeah. doing something. So, but yeah, yeah, it's like going back to what you're saying. We we had this, we had a similar sort of setup. But it was like we'd either have it, we'd either have Christmas day at my mum and dad's, and then Boxing Day at my nan and granddad's, or Christmas Day at my nan and granddad's and Boxing Day at my mum. You know what I mean? So, but it was always it was always two full, yeah, like full meals. You know, like I mean, nan and granddad would go mad as well. Like they they'd spoil us with pre- like I say they didn't have like loads of dough always grafted you know all their lives but we'd always go around and we it'd be like another christmas day because it wouldn't be like one thing it'd be like this big stack of presents you know and like these are your ones and these, you know it was always so like i think that's probably why i love why i love christmas so much you know i'm really like i'm the one who i'm always there like this is what we're doing you know we're doing big christmas big christmas day some something's just come up on my screen three laps winner takes all apparently I'm wondering if that's what they're going to do to okay, no. when we get off our phones, if that's how they're going to sort out. But, but yeah, I love Christmas. So when you ask me to do the Christmas special, you know, I know I ain't, don't look very Christmassy here, but, um, but <laughs> Mate, yeah, I was more, really happy. To, to be honest with you, I get more people to actually listen. I mean, if you go on the YouTube channel, you see some of the episodes got a couple of hundred listeners. Some of them got like 60, 70, like, mate it's like five times that on spotify and itunes and everything else so most people listen to it because obviously like for me like i don't really watch video podcasts do you know what i mean i will literally like it's, it's on the go in it do you know what i mean like even like today for example um like i watched the formula one whilst i was on the cross trainer because i knew i was eating shit food last night i knew i had to go and bang out a nice bit of cardio just to have a burn today and i've done like an yeah. hour i've done an hour on the cross train i've done over like six six hundred odd calories just watching something on the thing but normally 
it's like a podcast if I'm doing cardio. Do you know what I mean? I'll listen to a story, like I'll listen to an interview. I might even listen back to one of these episodes if I need to edit it before it goes out, you know? So yeah, yeah. I li- it's a good opportunity for things like that. So I don't tend to necessarily look at the YouTube stuff myself, but. No, yeah. I'm always a Spotify. I'm, I do it while I'm working. I get my headphones on exactly. and I listen. So that's why, like I say, like, like working here the last few weeks, I've been like, hold on a minute. I'm sure I only listened to the, 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 the hypes, the hypes episode the other day. Like there's another one on like straight in. So it's yeah. like, it's been good for me. Whereas before it was, it was a week or two weeks in between. Yeah. I was waiting for a new one. So yes, for me, I, I'm the same. I'd put Spotify on headphones on, just get working. And I really like, and then I can, then I can concentrate on, on the, on the, on the show rather than, yeah. you know, I tend to, if I'm watching it, I tend to tend to get a bit sidetracked. Yeah, exactly. But now, yeah. mate, it's um, it's been a pleasure having you on for the Christmas special. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what my immediate future holds because we've got um, so much going on over the next couple of weeks that I'll explain off air. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild year. Uh, hopefully you don't end up in hospital with pneumonia again this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Christmas. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly. Then... So hearing your story about that, hearing your story about that from what I went through, being like pretty much the same thing it was like it was just mad you know doing the you know strong arming it out you know anyone who's ever had ever had pneumonia like it is the fucking the absolute worst and that was like when i got covid like at the start of covid that's what i was worried it would turn into because i was thinking like it's that bad like mate but yeah having it over christmas that is the worst fucking luck in the world mate so hopefully hopefully when you get back negative test straight out on the fucking on the sherbets and uh and you'll be all right mate fingers crossed yeah for me for me it was um it was new year i'd done christmas i was really ill i'd done christmas i'd done boxing day and i just tried to kill it off with alcohol <laughs> so i was just caning like i was just drinking like neat things and you know like shot in tequila around it my mum and dad ain't big drinkers and i'm around there because we, we we was in we were living in spain at the time so we were yeah. staying at my mum and dad's and staying at daisy's daisy's out daisy's mum's house and Stand out grammar. So I'm there like shot and anything, anything I can do to try and kill off this, this bug of man flu. Yeah. And then and then I spent like three days in bed and then I felt a bit better. And it was like, my missus was like, right, we've got to drive. Uh, uh, grandma lives in Essex, like two hours away. So we had to drive, we had to drive there and I felt right. And then that evening, that, hold on, my back. Then that, e- yeah, uh, then that evening, I felt right. So I had a drink and then I, I felt like shit. I felt really bad. And the next thing you know, I'm in an ambulance on the way to, um, I can't even think what hospital is now, somewhere in Suffolk, some hospital like half hour away. And that's where I spent my, uh, that's where I spent my New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Mad. Eating, eating some sort of bad, bad hospital food, you know? Anyone, anyone ever says you like, you know, do you like hospital food and all that, you know, it's. You wish they'd have bought your fucking Christmas leftovers, mate. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the problem, problem, really quickly, the problem for me was my missus don't drive and her grandma didn't drive or doesn't drive. And I'm like two and a half hours away on, on New Year's Eve. So yeah. no one was there to come and see me. So I basically spent New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and actually about three or four other days on my own until my dad, my dad drove up and picked up my missus and come and see me. God bless him, you know what I mean? He, he, mm. he. He, he come all the way up there to come and see me for about half an hour and then dropped my missus back and drove all the way back. So, which was nice. You know, I got to see him, but yeah, it was, um, the, 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 I think I told you this just to really quickly. 
the, the worst bit was when I, when I told my missus, I overheard the ambulance talking to the hospital and saying, we, we're bringing in a suspected case of sepsis. And I didn't know what fucking sepsis was. So I just said, I just messaged her, said, oh yeah, they think I've got sepsis. She don't know what, so, so she Googled it and she's <laughs> rung me crying, you know, like hysterically crying and all that. Yeah. I was like, what's, what's up here? And she was like, it, it says like you're dying and da 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 da. So I was like, I said, no, 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 I'll be all right. When I got to the hospital, the, the doctor said he can't believe I was alive, you know? Yeah. He's like, we don't, we can't work out how you are alive. It's not made me dead. laugh so much about the start of COVID. Like, not so much now because we know so much more about it. But at the yeah, start, yeah. at the very start of it, everyone was like, "Oh, it'd be all right. You just get your ginger and your fucking honey and your lemon." And I'm like, "Listen, I've had pneumonia, right? Yeah, I know that there is no fucking amount of ginger, honey, and lemon that would get. It ain't a cold. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now, if COVID is similar to pneumonia or is causing pneumonia, you do not want. Trust it. me, you do not fucking want it. And that was what worried me when I got it. And like and when Joe had it, and I realised I was like, "Fuck!" Like if the, like because I was sitting there for days waiting for it to get worse, and because you just didn't know at the time because we had it so fucking early that you didn't know anyone who'd had it. You know, so you couldn't compare symptoms, and it wasn't really yeah, yeah. known. Like this was like March 2020, we had it. So I was sitting there thinking, "Fuck me!" If I start to feel like I did when I had pneumonia, it might be game over for me because that was fucking horrible. But you know, luckily enough, it weren't even as bad as pneumonia. So blessed in that sense. But I know, but I know people that have had it like that. Yeah. You know, had it where they've said it's like razor blade swallowing, like razor blade, and there's this headache, pounding, yeah, yeah. pressure headache, and all that. That's the thing. That's what my old man said to me. My old man said to because he weren't there. I went round to see my mum on the way to go to Essex. And my old man was at football, I think, because it was Boxing Day or whatever. He was at, he was at uh, Queen's Park Rangers, I think. Or, you know, he, he, I'm sure he was out somewhere, you know. Mm. And I was like, so I see my mum and then I went. My dad had said to me, if I'd been there and you told you told me, hey, I've had it. I had the same like you had it. I would have I would have known straight away. So my mum just thinks I've got a headache, like bad headache and it's cold. But my dad was like, if you told me about that, that, that headache, you know, that pressure headache. I would have told you straight away, straight off, I would have known what it was. So okay. just one of them things. But yeah, we uh, we Fing- both made it. Fingers crossed we stay healthy this winter, mate, and we don't catch any of the older Omicron Wave. So uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 I reckon, if, I reckon after what we went through with the, uh, with, you know, sepsis and whatever <laughs> it was we had, I think, I don't think anything's going to tell you. Same, pretty much same thing for me and you, what we had, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I don't think anything can kill us. It was fucking grim. Talking of that new the new variant now, it did make me laugh. I was watching Mock the Week the other night, and that uh, Dara O'Brien or whatever his name is, the Irish fella was on it, and so they were were talking about the new variant. And someone turned around to him and said to him, "So when you go to Ireland, it's like the Omicron. Does it have an apostrophe after the O?" (laughs) (laughs) And I was out for Eamon's birthday the other night, and I sent it to him and Kev, and they're obviously both Irish boys in it. And I was just like, "I was like, does it have it?" They both just looked at me like, "You." Fucking cunt. But, of course um, it does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully we uh we avoid the Omicron Wave and we uh we avoid the fucking the uh the pneumonia again for another winter because you know I definitely don't want to battle that. But mate, I'll uh I'll let you let your low battery crack on and um yeah man, I made yeah. it, it made it through. My missus has through. been messaging me as well, she'll be worrying because I usually usually when I'm here, I'm like straight back on the replies because I'm sitting in the hotel room <laughs> like scratching my plums, but who is she me at a bit. Yeah, that's it. Well, she'll be be more worried that I've had two beers in a bar and it's turned into 10 beers, and then there's been some sort of like Wild West saloon bar, like 
punch up in there, you know. So, mate, by today's yeah. standards, as long as you don't, you know, wake up balls deep in a dead geezer or something, then no, it's all right, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, exactly. She's at me. So. <laughs> all right, geese. Well, um, yeah, be worse. Oh, mate, thank you very really, much. Really, really appreciate. On. Yeah, really appreciate you having me on. Hopefully, I was thinking about. I was going to say to you uh, when you asked me about it. I said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I'm back." I'm back in like 10 days or two weeks. I'm back. Should we do it in a pub and like get rid And uh, you were like, well, no, let's do it on Sunday after the Grand Prix. Da, da, da. So perfect for me. But if if you were going to do like a repeat or we do like a follow-up or something, yeah, like that, yeah. maybe we do it in a pub. Maybe a few of us get in a pub. Mate, honestly, it's, 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 on, it's on my mind to sit down with a few of us like in a gaff and just like stick the microphones on the table and just yeah. and just go out. It's definitely it will definitely happen in a new year. But I just didn't want to say yes for when you get back and then say you it had never a, you had a positive test and you had yeah, to isolate yeah. or whatever. It's just like with all the travel drama and everything else, you're going to be stuck at home for a couple of days when you get back anyway. So it's just yeah, hundred percent grief. It's just not worth hundred percent. I just think uh, I think one with a, with a few beers involved and some brandies and all that could yeah. be uh, could also be a dangerous for sure unlock. Unlock a few more conversations, you know. Oh, mate, this is this is this is round one. But um, no, I appreciate you coming on <laughs> and uh, the Christmas input. So yeah, season two, episode number five of the Over the Hill podcast. Don't forget to follow, share, and subscribe. Big thank you to my guest today, the witness to fitness, aka Mr. Greg Brazil, <laughs> um, aka Gregory Shelby, um, as you do. Um, and yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show, the Over the Hill podcast at gmail.com. But in the mean, in the in between time, probably going to take a break next week over the Christmas and New Year period, and be back in 2022 with more special guests. So keep it where you got it. Make sure you're following and subscribed, and all of that good stuff. And yeah, have a very merry Christmas and uh, enjoy yourselves, you bunch of cunts. Peace merry out. Christmas, merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Cheers, Jake. You're filthy. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs>